Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the endgame in Anthem. Talked about some of the deficiencies in the design, some of the vacancies and things that are missing. Uh, a lot of people think I don't ever criticize the game. I actually mentioned quite a bit about it that isn't working very well right now. A lot of lack of incentive and loot. Uh, that needs to be there. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now uh, if you want to tune in and be part of these conversations. That's typically when I have these hit the feeds on the podcast and YouTube. Uh, you can come on in and you can join in the discussion. So let's just jump right into the questions. First question here from Blue Heart Gaming says, do you find any javelins less endgame viable than others? I think a lot of the times you kind of have to learn the javelin first, uh, and when you learn the javelin first, it helps significantly, uh, because you're, you, I don't know, the, I was playing a storm build, and I was finding it very, very frustrating, and once I got to the point where I got into a rhythm with the floating, the dodging, and the and the way the abilities kind of play together, I was playing significantly better. But my first probably hour with the storm, I, I told Chad, I was like, I'm not having a lot of fun with this build. And people were like, stick with it. There's other builds you can try. There's better builds. The funny thing is, the build that everybody was like telling me was kind of weak and not worth using uh, actually ended up being the one I preferred. I just I got into a rhythm with it and really started to enjoy it. I was doing a lot of freezing a lot of elemental buffing with elemental rage. And then after doing the elemental buffing with elemental rage, I was also then uh, hitting them with the ice and everything else. And so that I think some of the times is one of the reasons people are like, oh, this isn't end game viable. This is trash. This is bad, whatever. Um, I think some of that is coming from folks that either don't give enough time with the class or maybe they have a bad build. I, I think that's, that, that is totally plausible that a lot of the times people are getting into the end game and they have a terrible build. Uh, also, sometimes in the end game, as I'm dealing with right now, is you can just get separated from the team, and that can lead to a lot of the frustration and a lot of the a lot of the bad uh, a lot of the bad feelings. And some of that's just because you're getting solo aggroed. So I think sometimes people are like, "This guy's terrible in the end game. He's really bad," and they're not doing a lot of dodging. They're not doing a lot of the way that the, the you know the class has been built. And that I think is is a needed, sometimes a needed criticism. Like you need to play the game, and the, and the javelins as they've been designed. So because people thought Colossus was terrible in the uh, in the demo, and I kept telling people I was like the Colossus is actually really really strong. He wasn't spec'd properly for the demo. He 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 lacked he lacked a certain amount of. Uh, of mod components that made him viable for the content that they had you going in and that was a significant problem and once you got a mod component on him his entire his entire like end game survivability went way way up so you have to keep those things in mind now as things progress this is what i think is going to happen i think there are going to be abilities and builds that are just completely outshined by others and I think that's going to be when they have to consider buffing certain things. I don't think we're ever going to really need to call for nerfs. Now, if something is broken 
and you can do something infinitely like people were doing with one of the Storm's abilities and they were just doing it infinitely well that needs patch not because it's strong but because it's actually legitimately and arguably broken there's a difference between something that is broken and something that is really really strong and I think in this in this in this genre of game people are too quick to say this is broken and the argument for it being broken is that it's really really strong and I think often that's that's a that's a mistake people make because they as soon as they interact with something strong they're used to playing games like division and destiny where something strong is probably going to go in and break PvP so there's this automatic rejection and aversion to things that are that have meat on them that are that are you know that are beefy there's just this 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 fear right i think what they'll probably end up needing to do then is beef up some of the other abilities because <clears throat> once you start getting into strongholds and and grandmaster two and three and a lot of this content you're definitely going to feel that need and that desire to have really really strong builds and builds that feel really strong now will probably become almost necessary for higher level content um so when if whenever you're playing a game like this and you send something that's really really strong, that's not necessarily testimony about needing nerf. It might just mean that other abilities and combinations need to be buffed. Uh, another thing I use with the setup is the thunderbolt. Oh yeah, the electric charge, the elemental rage probably is really good. You're right. You're right. Uh, I could definitely see that being a really really good build. <clears throat> Next question. The Thick Cheese says, do you think they will add a feature of where you can have specific targeted gear maybe increase the chance of getting them? Well, as I said in my talk, you can get Masterwork components and Masterwork abilities guaranteed as long as you go into the right area and have the right difficulty. I imagine they'll probably do more of that. I, you know, I would imagine they would probably do more of that so that you can continue to have that agency over what you're pursuing, that intentionality. So currently, there's not enough of it, but I think there's going to be more uh, with time. I think the more that we play, the more they're going to say, here are pathways you can go into, here are things you can do that allow you to chase specific gear. Now, if you're asking about specific gear like, I want to go run this strike for this specific legendary item, I don't necessarily know if they're going to do that. They've been kind of animate that they don't want to do that. And I'm just curious if that's going to kind of go by, continue to just lay on the wayside. Something they could at the very minimum do is do like specific armor sets in the strongholds. uh, So you don't have that feeling of like, I have to run this to get this piece of gear. And if the gear doesn't drop, I have to keep running and I don't want to. I don't know why people are so opposed to that because... There's diversity of content, and having certain items that you have to run certain content for, I think, is part and parcel uh, to loot pursuit games. But I also think there's a really, really strong benefit of not doing that. You can run anything and get any of the stuff that drops. The difference primarily would need to be the strength of the items. So free play should not be able to get you the strongest items in the game. It should be able to get you any item in the game so you can have a fun build just like me, but the strength of those items should be limited because you're going into the weakest content in the game. Uh, And I don't think there's anything wrong with going into the weakest content of the game, but there should be a logical reward, a sensible reward structure so the weakest content gives rewards that are right in line with that. 
inscription caps is probably the best way to do it and I know people didn't like my idea on this yesterday because they were like no I should be able to get anything from anywhere you can get anything from anywhere but your flamethrower lightning coil build if you build it from masterworks it won't be as strong as mine we can both run it we both have masterworks and we both have this but your inscriptions can't be as high as me because you got yours from free play and I got mine from a grandmaster 3 heart of rage grind so Sturmars hey Lono given the way us players of the game seem, uh, seemingly know what would make Anthem a great game being baffled by how a dev couldn't even put out a finished game uh, it's finished it has it, being unpolished does not mean it's not finished um, do you think we need to uh, as gaming community streamers YouTubers and fans put their heads together and create the greatest game of all time in gaming studios uh, and to be the envy of all gaming studios and publishers. I mean, I can't tell if you're being facetious or you're trying to like take a jab at the fact that we spend a significant amount of time here coming up with really good ideas. I've said consistently that it's really easy to come up with that ideas. It's super easy. I've done that with Destiny for four years. Execution is always where the real talent lies. The real, real talent and the real actual work comes from execution. It's easy to look at any game and say, well, they could do this, and they could do that, and this would make that better. It's always easy to do that, because why? Because of the axiom and the well-known saying, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Once, Once the game is out, we have hindsight. We can go through the entire game, and we're like, okay, this, 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 and this needs tweaked and done. Well, isn't that what testing is for? To a certain degree, testing, right? Testing is done to debug make sure things are working and there were bugs when this launched but they were quickly fixed a lot of the problems were quickly fixed and rectified and and most of the problems with this game's end game are because i think i think they initially wanted to hold things back and again out of fear for bad press i think out of fear for bad press they decided to just launch everything so they're like, well, we don't want to hold anything back. We don't want people criticizing us for not having, you know, everything available at launch. So they push out Grandmaster 2 and 3 when they weren't ready. If you play this game, if you play and you grind four javelins, getting all their different abilities, getting all their different stuff, you know, Masterworks or whatever, and you do all that by grinding Grandmaster 1, it's actually quite a complete and, and pretty stout game. It's going to take you a while to get to the point where you're like quote unquote done I've not even started my interceptor yet and I put in probably 80 hours do you know the average gamer is nowhere close to where I am so these shortcut taking exploit using path of least resistance players are all like there's nothing to do there's no end game and the reality is they've they've a lot of them just bounce before even engaging with the end game because they didn't understand it they got a bunch of purples and were like these are weak these aren't good bye bye and so they kind of gave up on the game before it even kind of got out of the starting blocks for them but there's also people I think that just I don't think they understand the genre that this game set out to be and they're like I don't want to run the same activity and over over and over again to get to get to just get better loot and I'm like that's literally what this game is that's what Diablo is that's what Destiny is that's what all these games set out to be and rejecting that game rejecting the game because of those design decisions is it's fine but that's what they set out to do you know 
it's you put 25 hours into my ranger build literally not touch anything else i'm still no close to being done with it can't wait to get those inscriptions right like i truly think people jump ship too early or they just don't understand the genre that this game set out to be and they're just misfiring in their frustration um i don't know like it missing features and things again like i it's one of those things where I understand that there are things that people wanted in the game that aren't there. Minimap, uh, things like waypoints on the map. But those things aren't actually all that necessary. I, not, I never need to put a waypoint on the map. Like I get that people want to be able to put a waypoint on the map, but you can't put a waypoint on the map in Destiny. There's plenty of games where you can't put a waypoint on the map. So typically what ends up happening is people just kind of come up with a laundry list of things they want and the, the absence of those things is like justification for hate and again I think the average player okay that boots up this game and plays it and goes through the campaign if they even play through the campaign remotely in an exhaustive way it's a 20 hour campaign easy alright 20 campaign and then you're just getting started after that point you're just getting started you're just getting to the point where you're grinding chasing loot you've not done any of the other javelins you've not done any other other things okay and that's that's for six you know for 60 bucks and then once you do all the other javelins all the other builds all the other loot pursuits then you're 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 probably in line with the content drip like i just think the average player is not putting in 80 to 100 hours the first week of launch and so there's this disproportionate view of the game where people are watching streamers max out builds and get really good stuff within a week and they're like well there's no end game and it's like have you put in 100 plus hours in the game yet because if you haven't what the frick are you talking about you know I there's just a lot of empty criticism of the game I think because dollars to dollars to time in the game it is a very complete very full game and most of the criticism about a vacant endgame or a vacant loot system come from people that don't understand it and didn't engage with it. You can see it in the way they talk. You can see it in the things that they cite. They'll claim that there's no elemental weapons in the game. Why do they claim that? Because they don't know what the frick they're talking about. There are elemental weapons in the game. You just have to play long enough to get them. They're, they're, they're called masterworks. But they got a bunch of purple gear, felt like the gear wasn't that great, their brain checked out, and the rest is history. Um, a chappy resub for nine months. Thank you for that. $30 from two switch says, I just wanted to say thank you for the friends I've made and the good times you provide last year. Or so has been a real struggle for me being here on a regular basis has helped me in ways I cannot express, uh, in more ways than I can express. Enjoy lunch on me. Well, thank you for the 30 spot. Very generous Delta. Don't swim with two months and Vanderlicious with the prime sub. Thank you very, very much. Um, black. Uh, Blacko Blacko Moo says, "What is the best place to farm loot in your opinion? Right now, it seems to be just running Tyrant Mine over and over again, or at the very least, you can say um, you could run you could run the contracts because the contracts are really really good uh, for the components if you want them. If you want abilities, you run the uh, you run the Tyrant Mine over and over and over again." Uh, that's what I would recommend. Um, oops, I should not have thrown that grenade. I wonder what kind of a buff I can get right here. Can I get these explosions on him? Are those explosions happening? It seems like they are. 
So if I can get the if I can get the the valor or the furor up, um, and then use this thing on him. Yeah, it seems to be pretty strong just as a gun, just as a gun build. That seems pretty strong. I'm using the uh, elemental rage to buff elemental damage, and then I'm getting out the oh, what's the what's the name of the gun? The Ugh, can't remember the name of it. It gets a burst. It burst fire gets fire damage. Um, I struggle to remember the name of the guns in this because there's so many names. Uh, but yeah, that's actually not too bad for boss damage. Sorry, I'm getting distracted from Q and A. Uh, Bender, is the optimal luck percentage what I should aim for in my build? I mean, is there an optional luck percentage? I I don't know what you mean. I mean, th- there's luck helps but like there's no, you don't need luck so getting you know getting a ton of luck or getting a ton of whatever is certainly going to help but i mean i think people need to remember that luck is still luck so there's not like an optimal luck build um there's not an optimal luck build just get as much luck as you can uh matty uh Matty O'Blobber, do you think we need a reason to build these amazingly perfect builds instead of that being the end game in and of itself? Well, again, some of you guys ask questions before I get my talk. So in the talk, I address this. There's a there's a short circuiting thing that's happening. What I said is, instead of gearing up to go up, you're just gearing up right now. <clears throat> the spiral staircase, the spectrum of difficulty and the different activities, you should be gearing up to go up. And then you gear up to go up. The go up isn't happening because there's a short-circuiting nature to the endgame right now. The loot incentive is not there for Grandmaster 2 and 3 and the harder strongholds, the ones that take longer. Instead of gearing up to go up, you're just gearing up. Right? So, if you're... If you're not even there yet, you're like, what are these guys talking about? Right? What, what's the? What, why are they even talking about a lack of endgame? It's probably because you haven't even gotten to the point that you even understand like what the what the um, what the grind really entails because you're just you know you've just been enjoying the game, right? You're just enjoying chasing stuff, and I think a lot of people um, I think a lot of people haven't gotten to that place yet, and I think a lot of folks are are, are probably still enjoying themselves because they haven't even gotten to the place where they're doing builds yet, right? Uh... People in here have reached a level of self-brainwash. It's pretty admirable. I mean, GG, it was me, smile. Why don't you find another stream to hang out with if you're going to insult everybody that's here? Like, seriously. Like, why be such a gorilla-sized douchebag? Go the frick somewhere else if you're going to insult every viewer that's here. Like, what kind of a loser does that? Um, Tony Mo, What Anthem has to offer is very strong in terms of loops for the grind. However... The reward for that loop is what honestly needs to be worked on to make it more fruitful and rewarding experience to allow people to theorycraft with builds. We've kind of been through this, Tony Mo. Please submit questions. This isn't a question. This is just you kind of pontificating. And I agree with you. And I touched on this in my talk. Like, at least ask me a question. Uh, <laughs> you know? Ashes. Is crafting Masterwork gear worth the effort? Or is it too arduous to be an effective way to get Masterwork rolls? I mean, I haven't really tried to do it. Uh, I haven't really tried to do it, so I don't know. I don't know if it's like a... I don't know if it's a conceivable way to get good builds. I mean, we could do it right now on stream and see. I mean, I think you're going to rip through... You'll probably rip through your... 
your stuff really, really quickly. What I should do right now, I love Seeker Missile. Let's do it right now on stream as part of the Q&A, as part of a science experiment. Let's just craft, if I'm able to, let's craft Masterwork Seeker Missiles and see if we can get a good build. Someone in chat saying, don't do it. Why should I not do it? Recurring Vengeance. Oh, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Let's let's see how much it takes. Let's find something that we can craft. I cannot craft any abilities masterwork. I apparently haven't unlocked them. Um so we will uh we'll have to do it another time, I guess. Um Don't you have too few embers? I don't think so. I should have plenty. Uh I don't know if it's that I have too few. I can't even drag it over. I'm pretty sure I have a ton. It's 25 embers per... Oh, I have plenty of embers then. Gee, frickmas. Like, <laughs> I have a... Uh... Where's my... Where's my tract? Is it even in here? How do I see that? I have to go to the vault, don't I? To craft those components, you need 150k rep stuff. Oh, that's gonna take a while. Let me go over here to crafting. It doesn't even tell me how many I have. I have over 99. It doesn't even tell me. I don't even know how many I have. What's the point of that? They're doing a patch so Masterworks don't roll dumb stuff like elemental damage and physical skill. Okay, that's a good point. I'm gonna. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't do it then. Uh, I'm glad I, can't, I. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I'm glad I didn't waste my stuff. Next question for Tony Mo. This doesn't look like it's going to be a question again. I mentioned this in chat earlier. Oh, no, there's a question. How would you feel if the devs added a layer of progression that added an incentive uh, for doing strongholds? Let's say, an example, adding an affix on top of the rolls for the masterworks earned in that dungeon, i.e. acid damage resist or bonus acid damage tyrant mine or something like that in general. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this uh, yesterday. Uh, and I think that they could do something like that. They could empower you to have like what would feel like almost like a set bonus for Tyrant Mine and for the, you know the Temple of Scar and for the uh, Heart of Rage. Now the thing you'd have to consider here is we can have five loadouts right now, so you would essentially have a loadout, right? If you're on my friends list and you want to join us for um, some Tyrant Mine runs, just uh, put your username in chat. If you're already on my friends list, I'll send you an invite. Uh, so I I definitely think there's room for that. Now, I don't know if that's the direction they want to go, though. Because if you can have five total loadouts, you could potentially then have five total loadouts that you kind of craft for those individual um, strongholds. I would worry they would need to give you more than five then. Because right now it wouldn't be a problem. You could have a loadout that you put on the. You could have a loadout that you put on the individual, uh, for the individual uh, strongholds, and then you could have a couple loadouts for like your free play or your contracts, right? So. But as but as soon but as soon as you get beyond the number of strongholds we have now, you're gonna start to run out of loadouts. And I don't know if they want to go loadout crazy, right? Do you want to go loadout crazy to the point that we have like ten different loadouts, one for every stronghold? I don't know. I don't know if they want to go that insane with those types of like abilities and perks and stuff. That could get absurd and difficult for it to kind of land on people's desire. Like, well, my gosh. Or it could work really, really well. I honestly don't know. Because there's, there's certain, 
there are certain things in a game like this, like there's a certain beauty and a simplicity to saying, my javelin is super strong and this is a great build and I'm done and I do another build. I think that there's a certain beauty to that, but there's also a certain beauty to saying, I have a build that has all this gear that gives me buffs and benefits in Tyrant Mine. And now I'm working on a build and all these buffs and benefits when I'm in Temple of Scar. I think there's there's beauty in both, but I don't know. I would need to talk to somebody that's more experienced. Like, I would need to ask uh, Travis Day what he thinks as far as 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 far as the what's the best way to incentivize player behavior. Um, you know, Skull, can you ready up, please? Because I don't want people to get into the end game. It's easy to overwhelm people. It's easy to overwhelm people and then incentive and motivation breaks down because they're like, uh, there's too much to do. I'm never going to get everything. There's too much to chase. Um, so I don't know. I don't know which is the best. I think you could go either direction. You would just need to be really, really careful. You wouldn't want it to be absurd to where people almost feel confused. Uh, Bender with 11 months. Thank you so much, dude. One month away from the red badge. Uh, a black 11 cataclysm is anthem endgame but it's seasonal how long and how often do you think it will get them well I think you're saying the endgame is, is, is endgame I think you're, it's, you're being too narrow endgame for anthem is the higher grand masters and the higher and the, and the higher and more challenging content cataclysm is one piece of that um, and I don't know how long and how often will we get them I have no idea um Monster Hunter counteracts FOMO, fear of missing out, by making quests repeatedly available. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, there's, uh, there's, there's an there's an element to that already in the game. You can run you can run the strongholds as often as you want. So if they put builds and things in there that if you once you got the full build, you had like benefits and perks in Tyrant Mine, that's available to everybody. That's not something that is only available to you know the people that get in there first or whatever like that's not that, that's 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 a great way that I think they've built the content so uh, oblique TV what do you think about the tweet Ben Irving sent out last evening regarding loot drops I wonder how much other loot they have in store for us love what you do cheers well thank you he's speaking specifically to what we're gonna call the lack of generosity factor okay there was 11 hours after the launch of the game where they mistakenly were being way too generous okay and because of that i think people got this like really really false impression about how fast they were going to be able to get stuff i happen to think that impression was a far better one uh the 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 guy from the diablo team that weighed in on reddit to the conversations we've had here i think we've made it clear that being generous is really really important in a min-maxing game. Eugene has made that point many times in chat and I think it's a really good point. If it's wow, he shoved the frick out of me. If you're going to make a game that is designed to have people min-maxing and going for specific builds, you have to be generous cuz that's the real grind, isn't it? Like that's the real grind. The real grind is you getting really really strong items and that's why I keep coming back to that quote from the GDC where he said people went from saying I can't get this really strong item to saying I'm trying to get a good version of this strong item and I think that's really really important because then that's that's within line of an of a loot of a loot based min maxing game 
a loot based min maxing game where you're being stingy with the loot that doesn't work people need to be empowered to get the stuff they need to feel like yeah man i can get i can get the stuff i can get the loot and i'm working on my build nobody's working on their builds right now i mean some people are but i feel like right now the only people that are working on their builds are people that can play such an inordinate amount of time streamers youtubers etc and that means the rest of the community is going to feel kind of like wrung out like, dude, I can't get anything to drop. I like, I'm not even thinking about a build. I would just like to get a component, you know, so I can get to the next level of, of rank or whatever. And I think that's where people are right now. And that's why I hope when they speak to it, they don't just speak to, we're going to be generous. They also need to speak to what I talked about in my end game talk. It's like, Hey, we realize there's not a lot of incentive to run the more aspirational content right now. And not only are we going to go a more generous route for things like, you know, free play and the like, we're also going to go the route of being, making sure you feel well rewarded when you go into content like heart of rage on grandmaster two and above you need to feel that sense of reward because if not so much of the content's just sort of sitting on the shelf and nobody's engaging with it brutal gear when destiny 2 released a major criticism when destiny 2 released a major criticism was that you got top tier gear too easy from exotic drops while leveling to the better devils being on par with the midnight coup now an anthem the complaint stems from that two uh tier loot taking t- uh top tier loot taking too long to get autocorrect thank you messing that up uh is this balance in between or is this something that loot based games stiff arms to provide that grind so to its loyal player base i just touched on this that gdc quote is where we need to land you want in a min maxing game you want your community saying i'm trying to get good versions of all these pieces instead of saying i would just settle for one freaking piece to drop If we really think about what a grind should look like, okay, a grind should not look like a barren wasteland with periodic oasis. It just shouldn't look like that. It should look like a bunch of beachfront property that you're going through and you finally find the one that you like, (laughs) right? Instead of being like, wow, it's a desert out here. I can't get anything to drop. Jiminy Frick, I guess I'll just settle for this, dadgummit. Like, that's not what you want in the min-maxing game. You're not empowering the player to do the actual value point that you've built. You've built this value point of min-maxing, this long, drawn-out process of getting the absolute best gear and the best loot, and you're making that very, very difficult and arduous to do if you're being stingy. And that's the generic problem right now. That's why being stingy, I know people are like, no, no, Lono, if you're stingy, if you're stingy, it'll extend the grind. The grind will take longer. True, maybe, maybe, but you can extend the grind to the same degree just by saying, hey, the getting an actual min-maxed primo gear, you know, gear setup is is gonna take long too. Don't you see? Think of it this way, okay? If it takes you let's say 30 hours. Let's say it takes you 30 hours to get all the masterwork pieces that you were wanting so you can say oh this guy is masterwork level now okay but none of the gear is kind of what you want so your satisfaction level is kind of minimum it's like it's kind of minimal it's like well i mean i'm i'm i've got a masterwork rank now it took me super long to get all these drops and i'm sort of just settling 
your satisfaction's kind of low. It's not, it's sort of like a, it's almost like an exhaustion. It's like, oh, finally. Now, imagine if instead it took you 30 hours to not only get a masterwork build, but to have maybe half of that build right where you want it. You really like some of the perks you've got. You really like some of the rolls on your items. That does two things, okay? Number one, your satisfaction's way higher. Number two, the dopamine injections you've been getting in your brain has been happening more often. Just stuff's dropping more often, so you're like, ooh, sweet, let me check this. Oh, man, this is exactly what I wanted. Seeker missile? Look at these inscriptions. Yes. Oh, I finally got another thing? Oh, it's not what I wanted. Your, your brain's engaged. It's constantly engaged in what's happening. And the third thing it does... You're, you're gearing up to go up. Remember? You gear up to go up. You gear up to go up. If you're just settling and you're like, well, I finally got the gear to kind of like level me up. You're not gearing up to go up. You're settling. You're like, these rolls aren't even that good. Frick, am I, I'm, I, am I going to even be able to do Grandmaster 2? Probably not. This is the point I made when I said this in Destiny. I said that being generous with drops so that you can like farm for really good rolls, right? And people were like, no, no, no. I like a grind where it takes like 40 strikes for the gun to finally drop, right? The point that I made is if it takes 40 strikes for the gun to finally drop and then you're done, I want you to think about what that is. It is a transaction of time in which your brain is feeling zero satisfaction until the end. The journey is not enjoyable. The destination is sort of this feeling of like, ah, finally, it's a transaction of time. Now, compare that, instead of running 40 strikes to finally get the gun, the god roll gun, like they just give it to you, it's already a god roll. If instead, it takes you 40 strikes to get the roll that you want, and that entire time, your brain is engaged in that feeling of satisfaction. You're getting that rhythmic dopamine hit of one dropped let me check it Ooh, that's close oh that's bad there's a there's a there's a there's a wooing thing that's happening there's something going on that you feel there's a pursuit there's a chase there's always a chance the gun dropping the little shiny thing landing on the ground it's just like ding ooh, ding ooh. that's happening instead of Oh, I gotta run 25 more strikes. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Oh, we're trying to speed run this, Jerry. Get off the freaking phone because it's just a time exchange. There is, there is no, there just, there's, there's no sense of, of, of reward. There's no sense of yes. And this is why being generous is so important. That's why that GDC quote is so valuable. Instead of saying, I'm just trying to get this good item to drop, they say, I'm chasing a good version of this item. Just the tone of those statements is different. I'm just trying to get this item to drop, and I would lo- I'm trying to get a good version of this item. The- just the tone of those statements are they're diametrically opposed. One is a statement of almost exhaustion, and the other is a statement of interest and eight there's agency there's intentionality in the statement there is something the player is like i want this and i'm trying to get this specific you know made to order thing um so 
that's why that's why being generous is monumentally important monumentally important they can fix the inscriptions later they can fix the inscriptions later for now just be generous if i get a bunch of crap gear that's fine every once in a while there's a diamond in the rough and that's exciting i'm getting that dopamine injection i'm getting that sense of like i'm getting stuff i'm getting stuff i'm getting stuff and as i said on the outset for the lion's share of the player base that's maybe more casual in how much they get to play okay they're more casual in how often they can play masterworks are a doorway into builds and fun get people in that freaking doorway because that's when they'll start to see Ooh, when i use this with this wow inscriptions can get fixed later i'm not saying they don't need fixed but like that's not a front burner issue because at the very least if people are feeling rewarded and there's a chance of really good drops they'll stay in there and then you're going to get people through that doorway and then in a week or so if they can fix inscriptions people are gonna be like oh wow now when I chase these items on, I don't know, Grandmaster 2, they're dropping more often, and the inscriptions are automatically better. You just start replacing your gear, and you feel that sense of progression. You're gearing up to go up, right? Oh, the claw! Right, exactly. Exactly. Sorry, gents, uh, for not helping with that. I'm playing with my friends, so when you go to scold me in the YouTube comments about not helping my team, I'm not in a match-made environment, so... Get off your white horse. Uh, <laughs> white knighting for the people I play with happens all the time in the comment section of my YouTube. It's hysterical. Division had the best loot system I ever played. Min-max system uh, rained loot on you so you could min-max so many different builds and then it added in the crafted perfect re-rolling system. Between Division and Diablo, I think Bioware has everything they need to say, let's be generous and then let's tweak the inscriptions and the, and the, and the percentages later. You know? Next question. Sorry, that was a long answer, but I think that is a foundational important point to make about why being generous is pivotal right now. It's very pivotal to this game's success. The statement on Reddit that I think is just captures it so much is said, if you want to kill this game really fast, you can do it by being stingy with the loot. So, you love the Toy Story reference? Somebody in chat made the Toy Story reference when I went, ooh, uh, Borquin, off topic, Stay on topic! I'm just kidding. Do you think that closing the gap between console interactions, mouse and keyboard support subscriptions, would be beneficial for games and pushing the industry further? This is way out of left field, homie, and I'm not going to answer your question. I'm sorry. It's not in line with what we're talking about. I could spend 45 minutes probably on that topic alone. Scully, do we think... Do you think the masterwork drops are too low now and they need increase? Yep, they need increase. That was the kind of the crux of everything I just talked about with being generous. Uh, D-Man9090... Is this game worth 60 bucks? I hear loads of bad things and not a lot of good. Uh, like load times are longer than actual missions most times. <laughs> uh, anybody that told you load times are longer than missions is just lying to you. Uh, that's not true. Uh, load times have been fixed. They were really bad on old hard drives. So non-solid state hard drives were struggling with load times. They have been changed. And people that were really dogging on the game, I saw some tweets from people who were really dogging on the game, have said, they have said, load times are significantly better. I've even seen people really change their tone about the game. I, I'm not kidding. I saw people that were like, this game, holy frick, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, dude, load times are actually quite a bit better. So even people that aren't really sold on the game and, and, and they're not really a big fan of the game, even they have been honest about the fact that load times are significantly better. Now... Is the game worth $60? I have never and I will never tell you to order or pre-order a game unless it's a game that is as good as Hellblade or Ori in the Blind Forest. I fanboy on very, very 
infrequently I infrequently fanboy and Hellblade and Ori and the Blind Forest are probably the only games I've ever been like buy these freaking games right now um, and even those games I usually am saying that because like they're on sale or something and I usually qualified if you love like Metroidvania games and you've never played Ori and the Blind Forest you're missing out on the best Metroidvania game ever created so I rarely tell you whether or not you should buy a game. But what I will tell you is value to $60. The people are saying that the game's not finished. The people saying it's not worth $60. I believe they make their case by misrepresenting the game. I don't think there is a single review yet. I've not seen a single review yet or watched one that's that is that is arguing this game's not worth $60, okay? The way they argue is by misrepresenting the game. I'm not saying they're lying. What I think happened is two things happened, okay? Foundationally, the story was very quickly not what they expected from a Bioware game, and they checked out. Skill Up is a good example of this. He basically said he didn't even want to talk to the NPCs when he got back to the tower. He wasn't getting what he wanted out of the story. He wanted dialogue that influenced gameplay and the story. He didn't get that, so he checked out. And he got back to the fort, and he didn't want to talk to anybody. That's a major component of the storytelling. So his expectations about story short-circuited his ability to enjoy it and engage with it. Is he wrong for that? I'm not saying he's wrong for having that opinion, but when he tells you the story is crap and bland and boring, keep in mind that's how he engaged with the story. Didn't like how they didn't like how they built it from a mechanical standpoint, from the the mechanism by which they told the story, he didn't like it, checked out and didn't engage with it in a way that it's designed. I'm, I'm on the opposite. I was saying the entire first day, I was like, I did not expect the story to be this good. I was expecting a loot pursuit game with a very generic story. And I was actually, I actually thought the story was good, right? Expectations are dictating so much there. Number two, the other big thing that's happening with this game that is causing people to say, no end game, no loot. They're not actually engaging with the loot pursuit in the end game. They're not. People put in maybe 30 or 40 hours and they they tried a couple different javelins. They got to the point where they were using probably, I think, like purple gear and they did not step into that doorway I just talked about. They did not get into the masterwork grind. If you do not get into the masterwork grind in this game, you cannot, you cannot talk about the end game or the loot or the strength of abilities and the diversity of builds. You are unable to do that accurately. And so many people talk about this game's end game and loot pursuits and they're freaking clueless. They literally will say things that are 100% false. Where are the elemental weapons? They're in the game. You just didn't play long enough. Where are the abilities that are really strong? They're in the game. You just didn't grind for masterworks. You don't if until they have like a diversity of like like masterwork builds. I don't think they can say they know anything about the end game, right? I, you know, and Baru saying the end game was lacking and he's done the masterwork stuff. Okay, but listen to what Baru is saying. End game is lacking. Okay, that's different than the people saying there is no end game. There is no loot worthy of pursuit, right? In my review just today, I said the end game is lacking. It short circuits itself. You don't gear up to go up. You're not going into Grandmaster two and three. You're not messing with, uh, you're not messing with Temple of Scar. You're not messing with Heart of Rage, right? 
So don't you see there's a there's a there's an enormous difference between saying the end game's lacking and there is no end game there is no loot worth chasing it's just it and don't start talking to me about the combat when you're going to throw up another video of you standing on the ground with a storm using your freaking gun playing this game like it's division that hurts my brain oh enemies appear out of nowhere and surprise you and it's really frustrating here's footage to prove it and they're standing on the ground with a storm using their gun going in and out of cover like they're playing freaking division like that just hurts my brain (laughs) you know that would be like me playing division and being like enemies just take too long to kill and I die all the time and I show you footage of me running around like an idiot not going into cover and dying a lot people would be saying people would be justifiably saying you're a moron Lono you're not going into cover it's a cover based game and you're running around like it's Quake right yeah that would make my criticism suspect and inaccurate wouldn't it (laughs) wouldn't it uh vanderlicious in order to implement more variety in regards to playing the different strongholds do you think they should implement stronghold specific loot uh we've already addressed this question at the very least i think armor specific drops would be cool armor sets would be cool if it if it again if it incentivized you uh, if it incentivized you to go back into the stronghold uh and then have this this sense of you have perks and abilities that are um that are making you a little bit stronger in the stronghold. Again, I think there's pluses and minuses to that. I don't want to act like that's just a be-all, end-all solution uh, because that could very easily turn the end game and the loadouts into something that's almost painful and 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 you know too involved uh, because you would create this. You would almost need limitless loadouts if you did that because eventually you're going to get to the point where there's going to be more strongholds, and that could I think be. Uh, rough. I think it'd be rough. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I know people don't want them to do specific gear for the strongholds, but I think you need to understand that games like this kind of thrive when there's when there's like a lot of space for you to to, to grind. And if everything drops the same stuff, at at the very least, they need to give you inscription differences between the uh, between the the um between the strongholds. So at least. There's a, like heart of rage, maybe I don't know what. Maybe they could just throw in inscription bonuses from from the different strongholds. So there's an inscription bonus that is specific to heart of rage, and so you can wear it anywhere. It doesn't waste. It doesn't like waste your inscriptions, but it uh, but it creates this element of when I go into heart of rage, I get like a slight benefit, and I get like this sense of yeah, you know, I have a reason to run this. And then you're 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 feeling that extra sense of power. I don't know if that's the answer either, though, because I do think there is a certain element of tediousness to that. It's going to feel almost tedious to be like, well, I have to get all my components to get that little teeny extra bump for all the different strongholds. Uh, at the very least, they could do um, they could do cosmetics. They could say, okay, we're going to do cosmetic armor sets that enable you to feel that sense of power. Um, you know, like you're going in, not that sense of power, but that uh, that sense of, you know, loot pursuit kind of tied to the end game. You know, a really, really cool looking armor set that would be, you know, in Tyrant Mine that would give you like a spider or a scorpion look and then do something similar with like Temple of Scar. Uh, I think that could be that could be pretty cool. Um, I think that could be pretty cool. Uh, 
So I don't know if they want to go the route of being like, this is the only place you can get this legendary because they've been very animate about not wanting to do that. Um, they've been very, very animate about not wanting to do that. And I think they're probably going to stick to their guns. Uh, oh, it disappeared really fast that time. Dang it. You got to be like right on top of her and hope that you don't die. I mean, they disappeared. They disappeared very fast. Um, no, please on cosmetic. Then everyone will look the same. Uh, wearing the best looking like destiny. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. Maybe I wasn't clear. Let me restate it. If there's an armor set for tyrant mine, an armor set for temple of scar and an armor set for uh, heart of rage, and you can mix and match them. That's more customization and more items in the game to chase depending upon where it is. Not only would you have that, you'd have the other armor sets as well that you can earn and buy or whatever. Man, that green is hot on Easy Pog. I really like that shade of green that he's using. That is dope. Milo with that chrome too, looking very, very nice. I'm liking the I'm liking the customization options you guys are using. So Next question. Uh, sorry. Three two three Adzam says, "Have they said anything about future ability to change weapon skins or colors?" They haven't said anything about that. No. Um, yeah, we only got one masterwork for that, and I don't. I, I can't use it because it's basically I have a legendary of it. Platinum Fox Gaming. Do you think they need to diversify the new strongholds in the future to make them differ from the current pattern we see in strongholds? Example. Fight through two areas, uh, fix Echo's big boss. Any ideas of a new stronghold? <clears throat> Excuse me. Any ideas of a new stronghold if you think they should do it? All right. Here's where I think you need to go back and listen to what I said at the end of my last, at the end of the talk, where I said this game is misunderstood. Okay. You are literally describing content loop. That would be like saying, could we get some new monsters in Monhun that don't require me to monhun do you understand I don't want to be dismissive to your question but like think about what you're saying I want to play Diablo but I don't want to just go into dungeons and do dungeon crawling and kill mobs and kill mini bosses and bosses I'm tired of doing that that's the established content loop the established content loop is in Destiny there are strikes there are forges there are nightfalls there are raids and what do you do you kill ads you satisfy a mechanic and then you kill the boss sure the mechanics get more complicated in raids but generally speaking the mechanical differences between the strikes are minimal and the mechanical differences between most content in games like this is very minimal Division 2, Diablo 3, I mean, these are all games that if that's your attitude, I think you're going to get bored really quickly no matter what, because that's essentially what they go for. And listen, to a certain extent, they have to do it. I don't think you can get into a rhythm and a grind and a repetitious sort of like, let me run through the content loop, let me matchmake, let me play with some random people. I think it's really difficult to do that if there's this giant, like, pendulum swing in the experience where you're like, oh my gosh... Uh, this is super complicated. This is super, this is super difficult. And then you go into another environment and you're like, well, this is pretty straightforward. Do you see? So I, I think at a ground level content loop games, game as surface games need to have like a loop that's somewhat predictable and, and sort of you understand it. It just makes sense to the player. Again, if you understand the genre of the game, 
are you going to make the same criticism of Monster Hunter, Destiny, Diablo 3, uh, Division 2? Are you going to make those same criticisms? Well, the missions and the, and, the, and the end game content are essentially the same sort of enemies, the same sort of rhythm. Yep, that's the way these games are built. And that's why I feel like it's such a vacant criticism when these YouTubers make their reviews and they're like, all the activities are basically the same. You grab this thing and go stand here. You stand on this thing and protect this thing. And I'm like, yeah, and that's true of every other loot pursuit, grindy, game-as-service game in existence. Elder Scrolls Online, you could probably say the same thing. This idyllic version, Skull, could you level up, uh, ready up, please? This idyllic version of games where every activity is wholly devoid of anything from another activity, and it's completely and utterly unique. It's almost like you want every activity to be its own miniature game. That just doesn't, I don't think that works. Strikes have a variety of experiences. Question is saying that's not in strongholds. 100% false. Every strike in Destiny is essentially the same thing. Fight through a mob, hold a button or a point, and that's it. Every single strike. Sure, you may have to like grab a ball and throw it at the mini boss or stand on a point and defend it. But the scope of the difference of experience in Destiny strikes, I I think you're going to have a really hard time getting any traction telling people that they're very diverse. (laughs) I just don't think they are and that's not a shot at Destiny that's the way games like this are built low entry point repetitious and repeatable content so you can chase the loot and enjoy as Skillup said in his review this is such a good point if they can create a really really good 30 second loop you'll keep rerunning it I had somebody tell me I was an idiot for saying that God of War and Spider-Man had a content loop I don't think they understand and Skillup made the same point in his video I was echoing what he said. What you're doing in the beginning of Spider-Man and the end of Spider-Man is essentially the same content loop. Different, sure, different abilities, different mobs, but you're running through sort of the same sort of do this, then this, then this, next area. Do this, then this, then this, next area. And what changes is the amount of enemies and how strong they are. But it's the same satisfactory, like the fights in God of War, they were samey. And it's okay, because you feel awesome. You're doing really cool things. You're jumping in the air and slamming down chains, and you're throwing your axe and holding out your hand, and it comes back, and you feel like freaking Thor. Like That content loop is so satisfying that you don't really pick up on the fact that you're doing the same thing for 10 hours or whatever. Like You don't pick up on it, and that's important. Like, what game do you play where the con- where the experience is constantly and ever-changing? It's never the same. It's always different. That's just not the case. Even in a roguelike, even in rogue games like Binding of Isaac or Dead Cells, there is a core loop where you're repeating the same actions over and over again. Uh, this is getting exhausting now. All these defenses will seem fruitless when we're all playing Div 2, sucks to say. Uh, I got news for you, homeboy. Division 2 is going to get highly, highly criticized and ripped to shreds by all the reviewers saying it's going to be their savior, and they're all going to say the same thing. It feels like Division 1. This feels like Division 1 DLC. It's super repetitious. I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And if they don't, 
if they don't say that, then I'm going to want to see really good cases made for diversity activities in Division, because I think Division's going to do the exact same thing. That's not me slamming Division. I'm looking forward to Division, but that's how these games are built. These games are literally built with a content loop, with repetition interwoven into the identity of the game. Like, that's how, that's how they're built. That's what they, that's what they thrive on. So if you think Div 2 is just going to take over, you're, you're just, I think you're just one more person in a long line of, of wishful thinking gamers that you think Div 2 is going to usher us into some new era of looter shooter. It's Division 2. It's another division. It's better. It's improved upon. But it ain't ushering us into the promised land. I promise you that. Uh, Mouthy Ninja. Do you think tweaking loot rarity, drop rates, adding dungeons and raids would help fix the end game? No, work within the existing systems. Incentivize Grandmaster 2 and 3. Incentivize Heart of Rage. Incentivize the other strongholds. Right? They have buckets. They have containers that, that we can go and play in. Nobody's going and playing in them because they don't feel a reason to. Right? They just don't feel a reason to. It's like, why would I go and do that? It's going to take me forever. It's going to take super, super long. Um... I, I don't think they need to add anything. I think they need to make the existing systems work with respect to, you know, feeling that sense of there's a reason to go in here because um, right now there's no reason to go into a lot of the content. And that's the main issue. The issue is not... That's where I think people go, go just fall off the rails in their criticisms. The issue is not lack of content. The issue is lack of incentive. The same thing happened in Destiny 2 at launch, Right? Same exact thing happened in Destiny 2 at launch. They had all this stuff to do, and there were all these just huge vacancies with respect to incentive. Why in the heck am I running any of this stuff? And right now, that's generally true uh, in, in, in a different way. It's true of Anthem. In a different way, it's true of Anthem. Um, next question. InfoBiter. Right now, universal components roll far better inscriptions than everything else. However, the base stats uh, on them are atrocious. Do you think the system is fine as it is? No, they've, they've, they've addressed the fact that inscriptions aren't where they want them. They've addressed that. Like, that's not a... I don't think that's... A, that's not like a mystery. We're not like... We're not like in the dark about the status of inscriptions. Inscriptions need to be in a much better place. Um because by their very nature they're part of the min-max and they're they're not doing that job right now um, and they should be inscriptions should be the focus and people are struggling to focus on it because it's just like you just get so much junk and, and the turnover rate the lack of generosity is playing into that problem it's playing into that problem because you're dealing with you're dealing with like a lack of drops and a lack of power, and those two systems are kind of compounding on each other. Lack of drops, lack of power is kind of a it's in a bad shape right now. Uh, Jarvis Binks, does the structure difficulty regarding content go free play contract legendary contract stronghold? I mean, I would say that's the spectrum, yes, but the reward structure is not in line with that. You can get you're getting way less masterworks in free play than you were originally for a while there you were getting way a better turnover rate of masterworks by just running free play just run free play on grandmaster one and now it's that's not the case so that that's in place and that's why i've said if you're going to look at you know restructuring the content what i would say they need to do is say okay 
free play is the lowest entry point. It's the lowest entry point, and this is where you can get masterworks. They have a they have an increased drop rate, great drop rate, and then after you do that, you 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 get your you get all your gear and you're feeling pretty good. But then the inscriptions aren't quite right where you want them. You you know the inscriptions can go quite a bit higher. Um, that would be the difference. So contracts and legendary contracts. I would say legendary contracts could drop the same inscription percentages, just have it related to Grandmaster. But I just think free play needs capped. If you don't cap inscriptions in free play and you make the game generous, no one's going to run any other content. Because again, it's loot over time. Loot over time. People are naturally going to say, loot over time, this is more efficient. I get more drops. Free play is really easy. I don't have to really even think. There's nothing challenging. There's no mechanics. There's really, there's no nothing, right? It's just you basically running around doing pubs. Well, when you do that, my concern is you're basically structuring the end game around the lowest entry point and the actual spectrum of content is getting completely and utterly ignored and I don't think that's good I don't think you want to have people feeling like there's no point in running this stuff that's I don't think that's how you want people feeling you're 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 delegitimizing and de-incentivizing your own content RD per guys before I go to the next question I do want to say uh, if you're new to the stream and you're enjoying the content please click the follow button that is a free and easy way to support what I do that's the little heart button click that heart button you can even turn on notifications so you get notified when I'm streaming uh, if you enjoy this style of content it's like an interactive radio show uh, I've very much enjoyed where we are with the content and all of the positive response to it uh, my goal is to give you a hub of content when you show up here we talk about different topics I take your questions you are part of the show so clicking that follow button is the easiest way to support what i do i appreciate you being here rd per says any thoughts on the lack of actual physical armor customization dev streams had so many yeah i commented on this already today i think they wanted to avoid a bunch of cosmetics in the game at launch because there was a bunch of misinformation and bad press about the microtransactions and i think they want to ease us into it they didn't want to give any ammunition to the people that were essentially misleading the community about the microtransactions um the YouTubers that use misinformation and clickbait to, to, to mislead people about the microtransactions are also the same YouTubers that are criticizing the game uh, in a, in, in, and they're describing the game in inaccurate ways. There's a very, very common theme there. Uh, Chef Keys. As of now, Masterwork and Legendary items have no significant difference other than 300 points added to shields and armor. Should there be more of a difference? Example, Legendary items uh, have more inscriptions than a Masterwork. I agree. I think there should be a more noticeable difference. Uh, I think there should be a more noticeable difference in in going from like a legendary uh, to a masterwork. I think that there's a significant sort of like, wait, so I finally got this and it doesn't feel that much different than the others, right? Um, that's definitely something that needs looked at. And the reason it needs looked at is that's eventually the real grind, right? The real grind doesn't 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 stop at masterworks. The reason everybody's talking about masterworks right now is because masterworks are sort of the only the only real uh, turnover that you can get to sort customizing your build. And because of that, uh, because of that, people are focusing on that because you can't really, as I said, gear up to go up. You can't really do that. And even if legendaries were dropping in great succession, it would be minimally different in your experience. So I do think they need to do something with legendaries to make them more 
they just they don't seem all that winsome right now they seem pretty bland uh to be fair uh they don't seem like they add much to your strength or your power i mean they're exciting when you get them because they're rare but that's about it i'm not i'm not getting legendaries and feeling this strong sense of like man i look at this look at look at look at how strong i am now um now the inscriptions seem like they have a strong propensity to be higher though because my legendaries the two legendaries I've gotten from my ranger their inscriptions are very very strong um, so I would I would say um, there is a uh, there's already a propensity there I would say that needs to be more apparent though um, it needs to be more apparent it feels it feels marginally different at the very least visually they could do more inscriptions so you're like oh wow a legendary versus a masterwork look at all this it's got it's got more it's got more uh inscriptions more strength more power more potential is essentially the conclusion that you would come to just by seeing those more inscriptions norfin how does anthem endgame compare to destiny 2 endgame at launch destiny 2 endgame at launch was a complete and utter joke um um what the frick just happened did they have they tweeted about the update yet? Cause I just got three masterworks. Uh, what? Out of one chest? Uh, <laughs> okay, that's odd. I have not seen that since they turned everything down. You had that la- happen last night. Welcome to RNG. Frick. So it, it it happened. It happened to somebody else. Maybe maybe they're doing a ghost nerf. That'd be cool if they are. Um. And end game for Destiny 2 at launch was terrible. It was it was a freaking joke and a half. And listen, I said this this morning, and I ruffled feathers, and people couldn't believe that I said it because I'm a longtime Destiny fan. I stream the the heck out of Destiny. But truth be told, listen carefully to how I phrase this. Okay, listen carefully uh, to, to how I phrase this. Okay, as far as a loot pursuit live service game goes that is expandable okay anthem is in way better shape than destiny 2 is right now destiny 2 just got out of the recovery room okay forsaken brought it forsaken was like surgery come out of that it's in the it just got out of the recovery room okay it's stabilized destiny's in better shape destiny's end game expandable loot pursuit is not in the best shape right now 90% of Destiny's content is irrelevant and does not matter. Now, the potential's there, but until they invest in the six, actually, I'm sorry, not six planets, eight. There's eight basic, there's eight spaces, eight planets, eight public spaces, eight of them. Until they invest in those and their loot pools and give intentional grind and give purpose to the endgame for those items, there's nothing in Destiny frickin' matters except for the forges. And if they pivot again and they make it episodically relevant in the next, in the next piece of the season, it's going to be the same thing. You're just going to move to the next thing, Right. The end game grind and potential pursuit in Anthem right now, everything's relevant. Everything has has a potential for you to pursue end game loot, and it's far more ready for expansion, like expanding the game out. Destiny goes like this. It's like a slide. It's like this is relevant, not relevant anymore. Now this is relevant. Not n- now this is relevant. And what they leave in their wake is 90% of the game. Okay? 
the six planets, okay? Because, yeah, sure, the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City are relevant. The other six planets, completely irrelevant and don't matter. Lost Sectors, Adventures, Strikes, Story Missions, none of it matters. Once you get into the end game, none of that stuff matters. In Anthem, once you get to the end game, everything is still relevant to you. Contracts, legendary contracts, free play, pub events, the dungeons, the three strongholds, it's all still relevant to you. There's lack of incentive for Grandmaster 2 and 3 and the really strong and the, and the strongholds that take longer. Lack of incentive, but that doesn't that's that's easy to fix. Destiny literally has content that is irrelevant around every corner. Around every corner there's just irrelevant, 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 irrelevant. And the only way they make it relevant is by is by going and dumping loot into those loot pools. The difficulty spectrum in Anthem gives it so much more flexibility. It gives it so much more uh, elasticity for expansion. Again, I'm speaking specifically with respect to loot pursuit service style games expanding the experience. Anthem's in better shape than Destiny 2. That doesn't mean Destiny 2 can't get significantly better by the end of this year. But again, they just got out of the recovery room. Forsaken was like, clear, boom. Oh, the game's back. Woo. And then the annual pass is kind of like, okay, let's get you out of the recovery room. Let's get you some stuff. Let's get those legs moving. Let's get you kind of moving around. Awesome. Now that we're out of the recovery room, they need to really dig down into all the all the containers in that game. Destiny's in great shape. But this game is just so much more expandable and, and has so much more relevancy in every corner of the every corner of the game. Especially once they once they fix the loot problems that we've talked about today and the incentive problems. Once they start tweaking loot drops and people start min-maxing and having a reason to run the strongholds, this game is in far better shape, especially with that spiral staircase. You just go up the spiral staircase and you take everything with you. Every piece of content comes with you wherever you are on the spiral staircase. Uh, Yargrush, as a standby watcher of this, is the $60 tag worth it to get into the game now or should we wait? I've already answered this question. Uh, the gameplay looks great. I admit the amount of bad reviews makes me a bit hesitant. I've already answered uh, I've already answered the question about whether or not it's worth it. I don't tell you to pre-order or buy. I argued value to $60 the amount of hours I put in in just three characters, not all four. The amount of people that gave testimony in chat about the amount of hours they put in for the 60 Um... I think you can argue it's good value transmission, but that's for us to decide. That's for you to decide, right? Like everyone's different, right? Every everyone's going to look at the game differently. Everyone's going to say, "Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but." So they might look at it and say, "Yeah, but this, yeah, but that." I mean, it's up to you. Uh, Dark Emperor, should the shield support abilities uh, on the Storm and Ranger have more health? They disappear as fast as you cast. Uh, the better enemies. Yeah, the support abilities, I think one of the problems with them right now is you can't get Masterwork or Legendary versions of the support abilities. So, like, they're, they're, craft, they're built for hard, basically. They're purple. Again, right? It, it's, a, it's a faulty sampling. You're sampling basically, like, low-tier gear. And, like, oh, this stuff's crap. It, well, it's purple gear. So... It'll get better once there's masterwork and, and proper versions. You don't have support abilities that are at level right now. Mel, uh, in Overwatch, your teammates have verbal cues when they are being attacked, see an enemy, want to push, want to group up. Would a system like that fit in the Anthem have value? 
I would be hesitant to say yes to this question for one reason. There is so much freaking dialogue already in the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, in, in, in Apex Legends, I love it. I know as soon as, last night I knew as soon as Travis was getting shot at. I'm taking fire over here! And I like run to him, right? I know his character's voice. I know when he's taking fire. Uh... I would say that could be an optional thing that you could turn on, because for me personally, I don't want to hear that crap. I don't need to hear you're getting shot. Th- th- this isn't a battle royale. This isn't a survival game. You're not in dire need the minute you start getting shot. Um, so I would I would definitely say there's plenty of room uh, for things like that, like maybe indicators, like I said yesterday, like an actual very audible sound cue that you're you're about to overheat. Uh, since overheating is, I think, disproportionately punishing right now. It lasts way too long. And there's almost no warning that it's about to happen. Oh, your engines get louder. Are you kidding me? Like, it's like World War Five right now. I mean, hearing my engines get louder when all this is going on. I mean, give me a freaking break. Like, don't expect me to hear that. Uh-huh. You know, like a little rant, 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 rant. Is what I said yesterday. Uh, Lord of Paper Towel. Do you think the type of guaranteed masterwork drop in specific strongholds would have value? Eric, guaranteed component from Tyrant Mine, guaranteed gear from Scar Temple. That's already happening. You may just not know it. They've not been good about educating the player base about that just yet. Uh, Grandmaster 1 legendary contracts are a guaranteed uh, component. I just got another. I just got another masterwork, dude. I don't know. I don't know. They may have done something. This doesn't, this doesn't feel like, um, this doesn't feel like RNG now. It feels like the drop rate's higher all of a sudden. Uh, so yeah, that already exists. If you run Grandmaster 1 Strongholds, it's a guaranteed masterwork ability from the boss. If you run Grandmaster 1, uh, Legendary Contracts, you get a, um, you get the masterwork component. So that's already existing. That needs to happen more. Right. That needs to happen more, but but it's but that's already something in the game. So player agency is important. That's something that that uh, Travis Day touched on. The guy from Diablo, he touched on that on Reddit. Player agency is important. Generosity is one thing, but like giving the player what I call intentionality over their pursuits is all. It's just as important as generosity. Uh, Ramza. What about on top of inscription caps also having more inscriptions on gear from harder difficulties? You could do that too. You could do that too. I know people don't like this idea because they're like, no, I want to be able to get all the best gear from from free play. But, but I don't think that works within the spectrum of the game. I just don't think you can look at a game that has spectrum of difficulty and spectrum of content and say... Way down here on the bottom rung, I should be able to get all the best gear. You're essentially breaking the ladder. You're, there's no reason to climb past rung number one if you put all the primo stuff on rung number one. If you don't see that, I, I just, I, I don't know, I can't help you see that any better than I just did. Um, there has to be, there just, there has to be that sense of, I if I if I do all this stuff, this stuff is better. This stuff's harder. This stuff subsequently is more rewarding. Um, that 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 has to be in place. If that's not in place, 
I just, I feel like you're significantly shortchanging the spectrum of content that's been built and creating a, a vacancy and incentive. Why bother? Why care? Who, like, who gives a crap? You know, that's kind of, the, that's kind of going to be the attitude about Endgame because you're, you're basically telling people that a significant amount of the content isn't necessary. It just isn't necessary. Uh, D2 way better shape that's not even comparable when people hit max level in an- Anthem they're like I'm done it's all the same cap just repeated uh, number in SC2 when you hit max you want to chase weapons EP shotgun whisper raid weapons it's all different content uh, you do different things not just run the same uh, stronghold for everything else right but again you're you're not representing the, ang- the end game in Anthem at all I could say the same thing back to you, Soldier. When you hit max level in Anthem, that's when the real grind begins. You start chasing masterworks, different builds, different abilities. Now, yes, the different, the different, um, the different strongholds and the different grand masters are short circuiting right now. There's not a lot of reason to run them. I've readily admitted that, right? But that doesn't mean that you're not running. You can run all kind of all kind of the content. And while running that content, get all kinds of different loot, loadouts, and builds. It's in in that respect, it's just like Destiny. You're ignoring exactly what all the reviewers ignore. You're ignoring literally all of the loot grind. You're you're basically acting like there is no loot grind when there is, because you're acting like once you got to max level, the loot's boring. Right? You're you're criticizing it by misrepresenting it. I love you, Lona. I'm loving Anthem, by the way. Right, but you're misrepresenting the end game of Anthem when you when you say when I get max level in Destiny, I chase different gear, loot, and roles. You do the same thing in Anthem. You chase masterworks that have synergistic builds and different roles that make you stronger or weaker. You start min-maxing. I'll admit it's short-circuited, but it's still there to do. It just isn't it just isn't flowing from GM1 and beyond. It kind of stops at GM1. Uh, I'm ironic. Have you ever had any options with uh, sigils or other blueprints not showing up after you unlock them? It's making it really difficult to play GM1 when I only have green sigils. Uh, your 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 doorway into GM1 is not sigils. I've not heard this. You unlock sigils by raising your faction rank, and if they're disappearing, I, I don't know. This sounds specific, and you need to submit a ticket. I, I'm not. I, I'm I'm not. I'm not tech support, homie. Like I don't. I don't know. I. <laughs> What do you want me to say? Uh, sigils are not your doorway into Grandmaster. Your doorway into Grandmaster is having a strong build with Masterworks. If you're hoping to get different sigils to get into Grandmaster, you're way too weak. You're limping into Grandmaster if you're leaning on sigils to get in there. So, I would either submit a ticket or make sure and go into your challenges and make sure you've actually done the faction rep ranks to unlock that level of sigil right i've not had those issues no i haven't um but i'm trying to correct your 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 notion that you need sigils to get into grandmaster one that's that's not really true um that's not really true uh blanco blanco cobra says would you rather have the game launch as it is or six months and be polished where there's no lag outs, game crashes, falling through the map ETC? I'd rather wait. Not saying the game doesn't have content, but I'd rather it wait and be more polished. Right, and this is why um, this is why I've said that the devil is the deadline. 
people are like, who's to blame? Have they been really working on this for six years? And blah, 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 blah. Like, they're, everybody's getting on, like, a soapbox about how it's been developed for six years. How do you have all these problems? The devil is the deadline. They're not lazy. It's not EA. It's not investors, as Dupla said. It's nobody. It's a deadline. It's part of the business structure of game development. There are margins, projections, and deadlines that must be met. And that's the, that, the devil is the deadline. It's not a matter of, like, investors are money-hungry, and they don't care about games, and EA's evil, and Bioware doesn't know how to make a game. It's just the structure of gaming right now. When you try to build a game this broad and this vast, you're going to hit you're going to hit snags along the way that can't be adequately fixed in time for the deadline. That's just kind of the nature of this uh, this the, the gaming world. Performing a combo restores armor. Do I have that one equipped yet? Gee, many Christmas. Um, deadlines are typically set by the contract. Deadlines are typically set by the contract. <clears throat> that has 100% charge on it. Um, so that might be worth keeping because I'd have two of them. But the other one is uh, I have a legendary version of it on the Inferno Grenade. Uh, and this is Grenade Launcher and Sniper and Weapon Damage. I, that's that's not, that's not good enough. I'm going to delete that too. I'm not making excuses for them, by the way. I think a lot of people are like, you just excuse games. You just excuse excuse games coming out broken. It's just the nature of it. You're just making excuses. You're just a shill. What I'm saying is it sucks and it shouldn't have happened. To answer your question, sure. I would rather the game delay and then launch and not have any of the problems it had. I don't like people. I don't like people not being able to play. I don't like people getting glitches and bugs and crashes. That's terrible. I'm not a fan of that. But, again, the devil is the deadline. It's not a matter of them being inept or stupid or money hungry. It's there. There's a clear and present problem in 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 the gaming world with respect to knowing how quickly you can make a game. There's just there's clearly a disconnect between. We want to build this game. This is how long it's going to take to build. And when they go and they try and do it, a lot of these games just run out of time. <clears throat> they just run out of time. It happened to Destiny 2. Destiny 2 launched too early. Division 1 launched too early. No Man's Sky launched too early. The devil is the deadline. I don't know the way forward. I don't know I don't know how to fix it. I'm not a developer. Right? They had 6 years. Again, I, you just you don't work for the company. You don't know how like were they what, did they have a hundred percent bandwidth working on it for six years? How much of the bandwidth was being used to fix Andromeda? How much of the bandwidth was being used on other projects? I don't know. Like none of us do. Ambitious games like loot. What's the common denominator here? Okay, let's think. Let's think. Let's just list a bunch of games. Okay, Destiny One, Division One. Destiny 2, No Man's Sky, uh, and now Anthem. What do all these games have in common? Online, Fallout 76. Yeah, Fallout 76 might not have ever been able to launch very well. Apparently it's better, but whatever. All these games have something in common. They are ambitious service online style games where you're going to be playing for long periods of time and grinding. You see of Thieves. Okay. 
they, nobody's really, really found the formula for efficiency of bandwidth development and execution. Like, they're all struggling. They all struggle with the same exact thing. People want to act like, what? where is this idyllic game that launched and is exactly how it should be out of the gate when it's supposed to be an online service, loot pursuit, long, drawn-out game? Where, where are people getting these idyllic ideas in their brain to even compare this game to? Warframe? Don't make me laugh, Warframe. Like, there are there there is no idyllic looter shooter out there. There are really good looter shooters. There are games that do certain aspects right. But like, when Angry Joe says the best looter shooter ever was, <clears throat> was Borderlands, Borderlands was not an online service game with an ever-expanding experience. It was a linear loop point A to point B beginning, middle, end, replay it loop it, beginning, middle, end replay it, loop it and then they had DLC but it wasn't an online service game like Destiny and Division and Anthem are trying to be so it's a genre, it's an, it's a false equivalency you can't compare Borderlands 2 to these games look at what happened with Diablo 3 Diablo 3 used to basically be Borderlands but in a in a dungeon crawler but Diablo 3 out of the box was a linear loop game. Play through the story, loop back through at a harder difficulty. That's all you did, right? And you could change your experience by trying a different build, trying a different character. Exact same way in Borderlands. What did, right? What did Diablo 3 do? They transcended out of the linear loop and they created a more service style where they're adding their seasons, there's there's rift, there's an ever-expanding loot pool. They they kind of broke out of that mold. And to a certain degree, Diablo 3 is showing us the way. That but how long had had this game been in development before those discoveries were made for by by Diablo and Blizzard? I don't know. It Destiny 2, Division 1, these games all were in development for so long that it's like they were going off the assumption that like, I don't know, maybe people would find this loot pursuit satisfactory. Maybe people would find this drip feed of loot and this this grind satisfactory. And then it hits the ground and people are like, nope, I'm already done. Nope, not enough. Nope, takes too long. Nope, too grindy. Like there's all these factors. So, and as people are talking in chat, like, Warframe took five plus years to perfect their formula. See what I'm saying? Warframe didn't descend from the mountain like Moses, like, here I am. I am the best looter shooter around. And arguably, Warframe isn't the best looter shooter around because a lot of people don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it's that fun. I don't think it's that immersive. I never really have a true sense of power. That's my perspective. That's my opinion. Monhun, same idea. I didn't like it. <laughs> Warframe's captured audience is significantly smaller than most other games like this. That doesn't. That's not me taking a shot. It's just. It's not a mainstream, low entry point accessible game. It doesn't teach you. There's no. The accessibility in Warframe is in the toilet. It is in the toilet. Quality's there. Accessibility is not there at all. So it just really, really hurts it. Put your username in chat if you want to join us. We have a slot open for uh, for Tyrant Mind Grinding. I'm getting off on tangents. You guys are making Q&A take too long. I'm just kidding. 250 slots in the vault. Do you think that's enough space? Uh, no comment. I have no idea. I'm not running out of space now, and I'm on my third, and I've been playing like freaking crazy. So 
Um, no, I don't want to do Scar Temple grinding during Q&A. We can do it after, maybe, Milo. I don't want to do something that's unfamiliar while doing uh, Q&A because it's super, super distracting. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to go with Froze88. I saw his I, his name is in the chat first. Um, Froze, you're not on my friends list. So I'm going to go with the next one that I see, which is Robert. Um, cause chat's just moving really fast. Nope. You're not on my friends list either. Uh, real is, is the next person. Oh, you're, you sent a friend request. There we go. Uh, next question. Agony. I personally love the game. Just under 60 hours played. Do you think the majority of the hate on this game is because of EA's name next to it, judging uh, a book by its cover? I feel like people are still upset from Battlefront 2. I mean, uh, I feel like... Here's what I think a lot of... I th- here's what I think some YouTubers were scared of doing. I think a lot of YouTubers are scared of this. People talk about being biased, right? They're like, well, Lono, you got flown out to a capture event and they fed you food, and therefore, you want your relationship to stay intact. Yep, you're you're so right. As I sat here and laundry listed bad things about the end game that need fixed. Yep, I'm scared to be critical. Spot on. You got me, bro. Uh, but they say I'm biased because of that. I think people that dog the game before it's out and do misinformation clickbait about microtransactions were probably scared to say anything good about a game that they had already kind of trashed and got a bunch of traction with, and it's attached to EA. They don't feel like getting the down votes and the drama. They don't feel like getting the hate thrown in their face. They don't need to say things nice about anything. They have just as much bias and interest, and they have a vested interest in being negative. They're just as bias-laden as I am, if not, if not more. If not more. Because I actually criticize the game. And I criticize the game accurately. I don't create phantom problems or make up statements that aren't true. This is probably all the stuff they're going to have for the armor. And they're probably going to put it behind a paywall. What? No. (laughs) There are no elemental weapons in the game. Ah no that's not true (laughs) do you see like you can't sell me I'm bias laden when the reviews that are negative have so much inaccuracy in them constant inaccuracy it's just like I don't know to me to me I think they had a more vested interest in hating on the game because they did before the game launched and EA makes it tough it makes it really, really tough, I think. They did things that the community in the gaming world didn't like. They did. I, I, I'm not going to beat around that bush. They did things with Battlefront that caused a lot of people to say, dude, what the frick is that, you know, what the frick are they doing in this game? Dude, look at my health. Look at my health bar glitch. <laughs> look at my health bar glitch. I almost want to take damage just to see how long I'll take that health bar to come down. It's like it's like an optical illusion. It's almost like flickering. Uh, Blanco Cobra, uh, have you tried stacking luck on drops in the end game? I did it for my Colossus, and I feel like it made a huge difference. Uh, Lotus JD, would you say Anthem is repetitive in its variety of quests? My friends do not want to play because of fear of repetitiveness. I see where they are coming from. Uh, the game. Uh, it's not like that in my opinion. I believe this game is more about combat. 
As I've said many times before, Division, Destiny, Diablo, Monhun, all these games that offer a content loop, they all do the same freaking thing. They set before you repetitious, somewhat predictable content so that you can get into a loot grind. That's how these games are built. It's not it's not a criticism of the game. It's not. A criticism of the game would be right now the criticism is there's a lot of different things to do and they're not all that rewarding. So, what ends up happening is people don't really engage with the content. So, the repetition and this is something that uh this is something that Travis Day talked about, the guy from Diablo. He talked about this. He said people are probably hitting burnout quicker because they're taking the path of least resistance. He talked about how like you have to kind of protect players from themselves, right? You have to kind of protect players from themselves. Because if you don't, they're going to take the path of least resistance and they're going to hit burnout way faster than they normally would because they're running Tyrant Mine over and over and over and over and over again, right? If you ran some contracts to get some components, and then once you ran a contracts, you ran some of the strongholds, and you had a reason to run more than just one, and then after that, maybe you run some free play just because you kind of want to take it easy because you kind of were sweating in a Grandmaster 2 stronghold. I think they buffed the drop rates, boys. I really do think they did. I think they've already done something. Um, so, I think that's where things are short-circuiting. So again, I think people aren't experienced enough to talk about endgame. They just say, there's no endgame, there's no loot. No, there is game, endgame, there is loot. There's a generosity and an incentive short-circuiting thing that's happening, and the endgame's stopping short. You're like, yeah, Grandmaster 1, and you just, you just hit that wall. It's like, there's no reason to go further. That's the real issue. Jesties. Does the difficulty of the stronghold change the loot output? Not currently, that we know of, or at least not noticeably different. Uh, Metronui. Do you think Interceptor needs a buff uh, to make his melee viable in Grandmaster 2 and 3? No comment. I've not played enough with, with him to say that. I know he's really strong. I saw some footage on Reddit. But, again, um, we'll just have to see. Walnut Hero. When opening chest, should the person with the best luck open it? Or at what point does the luck apply to the character? I have no idea how this works, homie. I have no idea. I don't know if the person with the most luck uh, should should open the chest. I don't know if that affects your drops. I don't think it affects your drops because your drops are related to your own stats. <clears throat> Next question. Uh, red, red pool dead. Love it. Diablo mostly got rid of magic fine. Specifically because... Substituting a valuable stat for a magic find always felt bad. Do you think Anthem should switch to luck being solely attached to difficulty? Yes, I agree. Do it. Um, basically, at this point, if Diablo's doing it and and you're not doing it, you want to consider why. And if Diablo stopped doing it and you're still doing it, you want to consider why. Like, why are you doing luck if Diablo as a game that really pioneered great endgame loot find basically said, yeah, you don't want to do this. If they stop doing it and you're still doing it, you've got to have an answer to why. Why are you doing luck? Why are we not being generous? Because those are things that serve that endgame very well. As as Eugene pointed out a little while ago, Division 1.8 did a very similar thing. Extremely generous, empowering you to min-max and come up with great builds, Right? They did that to extend their game of service. If you're going to say, no, we're not going to do that, you got to say why. 
And in a min-maxing game, I don't think there's justification of being stingy. You have to empower me to just keep farming for the best optimum role because that's the game you've built. You have built a min-maxing game, so lean into that identity. Don't lean out of that identity. Being stingy with loot doesn't make sense in a game where you're where you're min-maxing. Uh, Shindo-sama. This makes you think of Rambo-sama. I've not seen him in ages. How do you think? Uh, uh, how do you think people are not getting the end game in this game? There's an end game, but grinding for twenty to eighty hours to get good rolls on masswork doesn't really feel rewarding for most. Hence, people quit fast. Okay, this is why I keep saying people don't understand the genre that Anthem set out t- t- to be in. Then don't play Division Two. Don't play Diablo. Don't play Path of Exile. Don't play Monhun. Don't play Warframe. Don't play Destiny. I could make a freaking song at this point. Like, don't play any of those games because that's how you get pinnacle gear. That's what the end game is. That's what you do. Like, you're basically saying, um, I'm trying to think of another game type. Like, it's it's almost like saying I don't want to play on the same map over and over again and just and just go for wins and kills. Okay, then don't play a battle royale. Like, what? I don't really understand, so I'm just supposed to go for kills and wins on the same map over and over again? Yep, that's a battle royale for you. And if you don't like it, the game's not for you. I don't understand, dude. Why would I just run endgame loops to try to get stronger loot to then go into harder content? Why would I do that? That's what... That's what these games are... That's what these games do. That's what that's what you do, and that's what these that's that's exactly how these that's the genre that you're trying to dip your toe into, you know. Uh, do you use scheduled stream date for leveling a new javelin? Oh, do I have a scheduled stream date for scheduling leveling the new javelin? No. If you want to see me play an interceptor, it's just gonna kind of happen. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know the date and time, my man. Like. Yeah, on Thursday the 28th at approximately 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to start my Java Jav, and it's going to be an interceptor. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I appreciate the question, though. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just, it, it, to me, I don't know why that made me laugh. I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not scheduling a date uh, for when I do my, uh, my interceptor. I appreciate your interest, though. Um, by the way, if you're new to my stream and you're just tuning in, SNTR Presents is a podcast. It's a segment that I do. SNTR stands for Say No to Rage. That's the name of the channel. If you're enjoying this interactive radio style where I pick a subject, end game discussion, and then do Q&A with you, if you're liking this, click that little heart button. Click that follow button. That is a free way uh, to support my stream. I don't ask for subs, tips, or bits. I don't do sub drives, subathons, sub trains. I don't focus on that. But when you follow the stream, that supports me. You show up, you listen, you lurk every day. Uh, I'm going to give you a hub of content and value for your time that's my aim and goal and thank you for being here uh next question warden how would you feel about everyone being able to craft masterwork inscriptions they need to make them more powerful rather than waiting for rng to drop what they need no 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 warden no you go sit in the corner Uh uh-uh you cannot do that in a loot pursuit game you would break the fabric and identity of the game it has to be about generosity and it has to be about 
the abundance of drops. If you turn this game into crafting your own god tier role, you will murder the game's identity and longevity. You do not want to do that. Trust me on this. Trust me on this. Division 1.8 and Diablo 2.0 loot system in Diablo 3 is is not about is you you are you are grinding for drops 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 that's what you're grinding for the crafting in division was very very minimal very minimal you don't want to do that in this game no way absolutely not um i know you could go to like a specific stat in division and like replace it for another one but i think there was think about it like this on a given item, there's two to maybe if they decide to increase it, two to four inscriptions. Is if you're gonna go into and specifically like tweak that so that you get like a stronger loadout. Again, my concern is you're taking people out of the grind and the chase, and you're you're basically just doing transaction of time at that point. Remember what I said when I said I said you don't want people you don't want people to do 40 strikes to get the gun and then they're done, right? 40 strikes to get the gun and they're done. What you're describing is as soon as I get the masterwork item, I'm basically done with the chase. I'm not chasing the item anymore. Then what am I doing? All I'm doing is transaction of time. Just give me the materials, 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 and then I sink that. It's just a time sink. I just sink that into the masterwork, and I have the inscription that I want. You're removing loot pursuit from the game. Like, that's not that, That's not the way the game has been designed. Like, basically, you would just run a pub or a strike, and you're like, yay, I finally got a masterwork seeker missile. I'm done chasing that. Now I just grind for mats, 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 mats. Sink it into the item. Mats, mats, mats. Sink it into the item. There's no loot pursuit. As soon as you get the loot, you're done. We talked about that in Destiny. When Destiny had static roles, it was so binary. It's a zero or a one. You either have it or you don't. And as soon as you have it, the loot chase is over. You're like, I'm done. It's over. You see? Infidel with a brand new sub. Zilla with a brand new prime sub. Guys, thank you for those subs. I appreciate it very, very much. Zilla might be a resub, though. Thank you very much, everybody, for subbing and following the channel. I appreciate it very much. Ah. CY Monkey. Some rewards you are suggesting for specific game activities are vanity, armor sets, or vinyls. I thought the dev stated that vanity items will be purchasable with game currency. Do you think they'll make a separation between what vanity items can be earned from content versus purchased since support for this game will be micros instead of paid expansion? What are you willing to pay for? I'll pay for vanity. Heck yeah. There's a weird thing going on with me right now, and this may be true of you as a gamer. It may not. I'm going to share my my internal thought process. I have a bunch of coin, and I kind of want to save it. And so when I see a skin set for 8 bucks, I'm kind of like, I'd rather just spend the 8 bucks than use all my coin. Right? They may be very smart about that. You may be like, yeah, I could buy it with my in-game currency, but I kind of like this huge pile of coins that I have. It looks really pretty, and I love that big number. And then you are motivated to spend money, not because you're being squeezed or denied access to the item, but because you're just kind of like, I kind of like my big pile of coins. Right? I like my big pile of coins, and I, I don't I don't want to get rid of my big pile of coins. Um, so, in that regard, I like... 
I, I'm willing to pay for vanity items. Now, I swore somebody said that there was a stream or a time where they said there would be items that could not be purchased. They could only be earned. I swore they said that. I swore there was a time where, like, somebody said there was an interview or a Twitch stream where they said there will be vanity items that cannot be purchased, that can only be earned. They did say that. There will be vanity items that are earnable only. Well, see, like, that's exactly how it should be. Thank you, uh, some more subs came in. Recon Freak and Sleeper, thank you for your Prime subs. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Grandmaster 3 has vanity stuff. Yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Because if you see somebody in a mission, you go on a mission, you're like, holy frick, look at that guy. Where did he get that? And it's like, oh, well, he got that from running Grandmaster 3 Heart of Rage. And you're like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. I want that. That's exactly how vanity items should work in a game like this. It should really, really have that pull and that draw for you you to say, man, I really want to get those items. I really want to chase those things. So I think that's totally reasonable to have those types of items that are clearly only earnable uh because i think that drives people to stay in the lanes and stay in the grinds instead of being like again kind of like crafting your own stuff trode thank you for your prime sub man and senseless guy thank you for your prime sub guys thank you so much for the prime subs i appreciate it very very much two months on a prime resub from the pelican i don't understand how people don't understand the concept of the genre of these games gimme 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 i'm 25 hours in at level 26 haven't finished the game uh if you don't like the grind then play fortnite uh, this sub is worth tier 25, but I'm broke. Dude, don't ever feel any shame about the tier of your sub. A sub is a sub, a follow is a follow, a lurk is a lurk, a listen is a listen, uh, a, a supporter is a supporter. You, everyone supports me along a spectrum, and they're all loved and appreciated equally, so thank you. Don't ever feel like that. Um. So yeah, I think there's room for vanity items that are only earnable. Um... And I think that that's a great way to drive people into hard content. I think that has a short shelf life, though. Short shelf life. Uh, because once you get the armor set from Ra- you know, Heart of Rage, Heart of Rage doesn't matter to you anymore. If they don't change loot motivations for noticeably and measurably harder content. Senior Bucky with a prime sub, Coburn with a prime sub. Guys, thank you so much. I, I don't do sub trains or sub goals, so if you're helping me hit new milestones, I thank you for that. I love you for that, uh, but I'm not focusing on that. Thank you for the people in chat that are doing that. I, I appreciate you very much, but that's not something that I focus on. Just click the follow button, show up, listen, lurk, and submit questions, and I'm a happy camper, so thank you for being here very, very much. Following and listening is really all I ask because that's a huge, huge help to me and what I want to do with the channel, so thank you. Button Mantra. At what point does the grind stop being content and become a disguise for lack of other content for you? As I suspect, it varies for each player. See, I... Uh, man, that's a good question. As high as I am, gifting five subs to the community, thank you for doing that, Dad Gummit. You guys are distracting. <laughs> this is such a good question. This is probably one of the best questions we've gotten today. At what point does the grind stop being content and become a disguise for lack of other content? Oh, okay. If you have created a really addicting loop, a really, really good content loop, which I believe once you get into masterwork synergies, I believe the content loop is double and the enjoyment like doubles. Uh, Darren with a prime sub, thank you. I believe once you get into the masterwork grind, that content loop it's not only just enjoyable, but I believe the, the enjoyment factor goes up. Okay. 
the question isn't when does it stop becoming you know content the question is when do i get to a point where i want to go to the next level now next level could be anything it could be a harder stronghold it could be a harder difficulty it could be a cataclysm it could be future content it could be any of those four things okay what happens is i think is people play a ton and they get here really fast they're like where am i supposed to go with my strong build where are the cataclysms where's the new stuff where's the harder stuff that's why i said right now the end game is short circuiting on itself well they definitely didn't change the drop percentages because i just got two whites a blue and a green and i'm in freaking grandmaster one um so and the re I, I think people are getting here sooner than they think too because they're not getting into the masterwork grind i think they're jumping ahead and being like there's nothing worth doing there's nothing worth playing now i think there's some of us that are getting there a little bit faster than others we're like dude i played you know 80 100 plus hours and i'd love to go into grandmaster 2 but there's no reason to and there's also a lack of loot intentionality and loot grind because of the generosity factor going down which needs to go back up so it's i'm struggling to adequately min max to even equip myself for grandmaster 2 so what's happening is is people are kind of getting to that I want to go to the next level really, really fast. If Grandmaster 2 and 3 had loot incentive and the generosity was driving us to min-maxing to beefing up for Grandmaster 2 and 3 and there was a reason to run Temple of Scar and Heart of Rage because there presently isn't, I don't think people would be saying what they're saying. I think they would take a, a, a longer to say that because we have to admit everyone is going to get to that point the question is how fast will the average player get there and when they do get there what's around the corner so it's not a matter of like when does the grind stop becoming content like the grind is content no matter what because you're always increasing the difficulty you're always beefing up your character and doing something that's a little bit harder than the last time but that's where i think the roadmap and the cataclysms are going to really want to dig into probably doing something similar to Diablo with like randomly generated content so there's always that sense of like I've never done this before this is brand new and fresh Uh, and that's kind of where you want to land because then you're not necessarily creating new content you're just giving us containers to go into and those containers are really satisfying and the reason they're really satisfying is because they're you know they're randomized and there's loot incentive as long as there's loot incentive uh, as long as there's loot incentive everyone's happy like if you give us loot incentive then that's in line with the identity of the game and not only is it in line with the identity of the game it's 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 like keeping people interested. It's hard to stay interested if there's no loot, if the, if there's if there's literally nothing to chase, because um, you've run out of loot to chase, and you you basically have content that you're just running over and over and over again. There's like no new content, so you don't want to have the double whammy. Right now we have the double whammy. Everybody's running t- Tyrant Mine over and over and over again. And because they're running Tyrant Mine over and over and over again, they're hitting burnout way faster than they're supposed to. Um, like, content burnout happens typically further down the road because you're, de- you're doing more. You're playing as different javelins. When you're playing as different javelins, uh, those different javelins are giving you variety and dynamic experiences. And within those different javelins, there's different loadouts and things you can try. And people are struggling to do that right now because it's just tyrant mind, tyrant mind, tyrant mind, tyrant mind over and over and over again. Uh, and that's just a problem uh, with the diversity in the game right now. Uh, 
Kayush, uh, whoops, I came out of my super and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, is there a strong achievement endgame, uh, or is that part not present right now? I, I think there is, uh, there is stuff like that in the game, but I think the problem is, um, you're, nobody wants to go into Heart of Rage, Grandmaster 2 and 3 and stuff right now. Like, there's just a clear disconnect between, like, what people want to do and, and where, you know, there are achievements for doing those things. There are. Um, but people don't want to do them right now because they're, they're, the reward is either too trivial or the content just feels way, way too hard. And some of that comes from a lack of being able to min-max adequately. JD Gamer, do you see Anthem doing annual pass content like Destiny has going for them? Uh, I don't think they're going to charge for it, but when you look at their roadmap, it looks very similar uh, to Destiny's annual pass. You know, I think. Um, I think it looks very similar personally i mean it's just one of those things where the the monetization factor is more about the micro spending in this and it's less about um it's way it's way way less about being able to you know monetize the the the, uh it's not about monetizing the content it's about monetizing the micros so, because I mean, if you look at their roadmap, it's very similar to the annual pass structure of Destiny, but you're not paying for any of it. You're just getting stuff. Uh, Delirio, what do you think about unique materials uh, as drops from strongholds? So you need example one of them to craft a legendary. I don't know. I, I again, I don't like that. It's a loot pursuit game. Being generous with loot drops and then having that dial of generosity turning up the harder the content is. I think that's simplistic and, and easy to understand. And I think it just clicks with most people's brains. I, th- this idea of like, oh, you're gonna go into really hard content and you're gonna get crafting materials to go make a gun and the whole way up to that point you're like you're seeing the little crystals drop you're seeing the loot drop look yeah yeah and then all of a sudden you're like and the hardest content gives you a sewing needle like it's like it doesn't it doesn't have the same punch i think just keep turning that knob up oh you're in grandmaster 2 now sweet here's your loot drops there's a lot more now have fun min maxing you see what i'm saying i i don't think you want to go the route of of that it doesn't sound appealing to me and I don't think it would. I don't think it would be as appealing to, to to most of the player base that's that up to that point's being motivated by loot drops. So, um, on low health, gun increases by twenty five percent. Weapon clip and ice effect. Those are terrible inscriptions. A one percent on ice effect. Uh, that's awful. Um, now this I've heard isn't bad. The sticky one's not bad, but uh, it rolled with ammo drop rate, pistol damage, auto rifle ammo, and gear damage. So again, we're not getting the best rolls today. This right here is proof of why being generous isn't a problem. You just there's so many trash rolls right now. They could immediately turn up the generosity factor, and it'd be okay. Uh, Reaper, a little off topic, but kind of end gameish since it would be nice to have. How do you feel about us not being able to access the Strider like they said we could access the Forge to get back out? My friend's game glitched yesterday. Put him in the Strider when we were on the mission, and he could access the Forge and his Javelin and Fort Tarsus from the Strider like we were supposed to. I love the game, but it hurts when they said we would have this and we don't. Number one, I don't remember them saying this. Number two, um... I think this is kind of like the people that are like, oh, they saw the gun drop in the wild and they saw the gun name. Yeah, and do you have any idea how terrible that would be for matchmaking? Because you'd basically be constantly pulling people out of the game. Oh, I got a cool gun. Let me leave. Oh, I got a cool item. Let me leave. 
oh, I got a cool gun. Let me go into my menu and mess with stuff. Um, I don't think any of that was promised. And I think, again, again, this is why marketing your game super early is dangerous. They did something similar with Division in Division 1 trailers when it was like they showed you how you got your gun and then they ended up not doing that. Sometimes they're doing a cinematic representation of what it looks like to get to get loot, right? Because they don't want to show a cinematic trailer where somebody's like opening up a menu and like looking at numbers and looking up their loot. Like that's just kind of dumb. And so they do it in a more cinematic way. They did the exact same thing, right? They did the exact same thing to uh in division they were like here's what it looks like when you get a gun and then that's not how it looked you know that's not how it looked and so i think i think to a certain degree um you guys are gonna have to tell if you can still see my stream tell people in chat to refresh apparently we're having twitch is still having problems so when people start saying rip rip arena rip stream just tell them to refresh because i'm i'm still live um, a lot of you can still hear me, but it is hitting certain people. It seems to be hitting mobile the most. Uh, my mobile just froze. So just spam refresh for me, guys. Just tell people to uh, to just refresh. Um, tell them to refresh if they can't see me, not just refresh for the sake of refreshing. Um, uh, <clears throat> so... This kind of stuff doesn't bother me because, again, I think they they got into the game's identity and they're like, we don't want to have matchmaking that's... We don't want to have matchmaking that's constantly like, oh, people are leaving matchmade encounters to go look at their gear or stopping in matchmade encounters to, like, comb over their stuff like min-maxing. They want things to move forward. That's why they're constantly tethering you. Like, come on, come forward, come with... Get with your team, get with your team. Uh, Steve Murphy... Of all the javelins, uh, are all the all of my javelins at the same level? Just leveling up one because I was playing Storm, unlocked Ranger, and I loved it so much better. But don't want to start at level one. No, 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 that's not how it works. No, your pilot level goes from from one to thirty. Okay, one all the way up to thirty, and when you get to level thirty, all the javelins are available to you, and what dictates the strength of that javelin is the gear that you equip. And being level 30 enables you to like go into like basically like hard and get better drops. So, guys, make sure when you're playing with me that you're uh, periodically just checking your screen to ready up. We're getting kind of snagged here pretty frequently. Make sure you're uh, readying up. Thank you. If you're gearing up and changing stuff, that's totally fine. Just make sure you're not falling asleep at the wheel because I'm. It's okay if you're going back to the forge and and looting up. I don't want to pressure you to not swap out fun gear. Um, I've been intending to switch to my Colossus because I'd rather play as him right now. Uh, Obey Supreme. Should Cataclysms be a good incentive to grind? No idea. I don't even know what they're going to be like right now. Reckless Gambit. Given the current state of the game, how long do you estimate it will take for you to get tired of the game and lose interest in the grind? Well, I haven't started my Interceptor yet. And, uh... I haven't started my Interceptor, and if they fix these loot drops to make them more generous, then I'm really going to get into a lane of not chasing loot, but chasing inscriptions. Apparently there's a small patch for the game, someone in chat is saying. Have they made any announcements about the patch and what they've done? Have they done any kind of updates to the loot drop? Because we could all back out, grab the update, and start seeing if the loot drops are any better, if they have, in fact, addressed any of that today. Um, They said that there would be an update, but somebody's saying tomorrow, so I don't know. I'll have to just keep going. Uh, Jewel Heist. Uh, What drove you to play Ranger? Do you like each javelin is in a good spot? 
Uh, I love the Colossus the most. I love the Colossus the most, and uh, he's my favorite. And I like I like Ranger um, um second, uh, and then Storm. I haven't. I, I feel like Interceptor will probably grow on me. Uh, I feel like Interceptor will probably grow on me. Um, wow, that turret's got a heck of an angle there, doesn't he? But I haven't really done it. The reason I like the Ranger is he's super agile. I love I love constantly priming with the, with his with his uh, electric like mace, and then doing like the different flying and agility and stuff. The only thing I think that really hurts both the Ranger and the Storm is how long overheat lasts, because a lot of their agility, flying and hovering and stuff, really really gets like murdered. Uh, it really gets murdered as soon as you're overheated. So inter- that, that's why like Colossus is just so fun. Like I just don't like overheating in a Colossus is bad, but the Colossus is just fine when he's on the ground. That's kind of where that's kind of his home to a certain degree. Um, so I, I actually like him the best kind of for that reason. Now I might grow fond of Ranger and Storm more if the overheat's not as, uh, not as painful, but man, oh man, is it painful to be a Ranger or a Storm and experience an overheat, uh, because it, uh, it really takes you out of the action. Um, and that's just, that's something, I don't know if that's going to stay, if that's intentional, but I think like the rhythm of combat, I feel like the, um, I feel like the length of overheat is sort of disproportionate from the rest of the things that you get kind of knocked out of the action with. Uh, namely, um, like losing your shields. Like losing your shields or needing to heal. All of that seems kind of in, in, in sync with the rhythm of combat. And I feel like the overheat length, not when you overheat or how easy it is to overheat, but how long it is that you're overheated, I think is too long. Uh, butt gravy. Do you think adding an end game raid would be a smart move? I mean, they've said they're gonna do raid and you know raid level content, but I I I don't know if we want like destiny level uh mechanical raids. That doesn't. I don't know if it fits this game's identity. Um, I don't know. That that seems a little that seems a little out of left field, personally. I think raid level content, honestly, the heart of rage boss with really, really high level difficulty, he kind of feels like a raid boss. I mean, it's lengthy. He has attacks that change. He has phases. Um, he's a really, really enjoyable fight. I think if they can give us more boss fights like that for end game content, I'll be a happy camper. Cause dude, if I would love to have an incentive to go fight him, cause I actually think that fight is very fun, especially, especially once we would get spec for it. Once we would get spec for it, because currently we're not, we can't really get spec for it. Um, thanks, Mama. Uh, Gadget sock. What do you think of giving or doing higher difficulty tasks? World event strongholds should reward extra glows and effects to suits. Uh, so when we see fellow players, I could get behind that. Any kind of any kind of vinyls or flourishes for harder content, I could get behind. Dark side. Uh, they have kept loot over time balanced as humans will always take the path of least resistance. Oh, they have to keep it balanced unless, like you said, the other paths are incentivized. What if different strongholds had more bosses with different loot? The difference between Grandmaster 1 and 2 could be the additional boss with a guaranteed drop. So you're saying add bosses, basically, so that there's more loot drops. I don't know if they want to completely restructure like how the the strongholds flow. I don't know if they're in a, they're even in a position to do that. Um, again, because like the content's kind of already been beat. 
I always like to make suggestions that feel like they're in line, um, like they're in line with the content that exists. And I feel like this sounds great, but ultimately in practice, I think it'd be really, really tough for them to pull off because you're talking about literally adding, adding stuff that's not currently there. Um, and again, not that they can't, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm definitely thinking to myself, wouldn't it be easier just to, again, the most simple solution is turn the generosity knob up the more, like the, the further, the further the difficulty goes up. Um, da switch, da glitch says, I have been really enjoying Anthem and I appreciate your honest and fair impression of the game. My question is, do you think Anthem will be adding more story missions or not? Uh, I assume they are since they said there's going to be story. There'll be new story content. They've said that numerous times. Um, they've also said they're going to give you the option to run the existing story at legendary levels. So that's exciting because those are that's just more stuff for you to do to add more diversity. Um, I think that's important. Um, so yeah, I would think that that that's coming, and they need to do they need to and and then have the difficulty spectrum applied to that, and then that gives it that gives it the the flexibility. Uh, Peter Iliak, min maxing and the grind for perfected loadout isn't really a casual gamer thing. Is there anything to pull that demographic in? This is why I've said that if they turn the generosity knob up, so you can run free play and get a bunch of masterworks. Masterworks are the doorway to the fun builds. Grandmaster two three and the harder strong strongholds would be the doorway into higher inscription value and i think that solves exactly what you're saying because i think you're right if you're basically acting like the end game is only stat chasing i think that's harder for people to get to sink their teeth in but i think if you create that spectrum that i just outlined what you're essentially doing is you're in you're embracing both the spectrum of content and the spectrum of player and you're giving people a doorway i like People said that Destiny 1 turned casual players into hardcore players. And I believe the remedy, not the remedy, the recipe for that is entry point that's low and a loop that's addicting, right? An entry point that's low and a loop that's addicting. Is it easy to get into and play? Yes. Okay? Is the content loop addicting? Yes. There you go. That's a recipe for turning a casual into a hardcore. So that's why creating that doorway with Masterwork so the entry point is like, get in here, enjoy some of these dope builds, and they get in there. And then they start to realize, wait a minute, I just got another one of these, and this one's better than the last one I had because it's got an inscription that's a little bit higher. And they're like, oh... Right here it says, if I go into Grandmaster 1, inscription values are all increased, like the minimum the minimum inscription values are increased, and the maximum cap is increased as well, so I can get better versions there too. Like, that's how you turn a casual into a hardcore player. You're basically putting the game in front of them as a meal, and it's like, what do you want to eat, and how much do you want to eat? If they're only getting really, really small piecemeals of the meal, like if they're only ever interacting with the purple gear, they're not ever really tasting that juicy ribeye that you made. So they're just like, eh, take it or leave it, dude. It's just French fries, right? They're not getting to the meat of the of the of the meal. They're not getting to the substance. They're they're basically leaving the restaurant too early. It's a seven course meal. They're three courses in and they're like, eh, I'm not impressed. And they bounce. That's essentially what's happening. And that's how I think you get casuals to stick around is you have to have that doorway. 
I think the content loop is good. I think the content loop gets significantly better once you start doing masterwork builds. Uh, button mantra. Given the lack of cosmetics presumably taken out because of the crap store about microtransactions, would you think that it might have been a good idea to leave some cosmetics in the game to make them gener- uh, generously priced, and this would have illustrated that the microtransaction rubbish was just that rubbish? Well, they've already done that. As far as I can tell, they've done exactly what you just said, right? They've done exactly what you just said. Because you can, right now, go to the store and you see an armor set. And it's eight bucks, eight dollars and fifty cents, right? And I have a hundred and fifty thousand coin, and if I want to buy it, it's sixty-one thousand coin or whatever. It's a third of my, uh, it's a third of my, you know, my, uh, my, my coin, my coin stack. So they've already done that, but I don't think they wanted to have like this abundance of you go into the armor because I think this is what people would have done. They would have gone in and said, Oh, look, there's nine armor sets, and each one is 61,000 coin. I finished the entire campaign. A whopping, daunting 15 hours, and I don't have enough coin to buy all the armor sets. This is bogus. They're just trying to squeeze us for money. That's exactly what people would have done. I mean, I can write the script for their freaking videos. Like, that's exactly what people would have done. Oh, there's nine armor sets, and I, I'm at the end. I'm, I've got all this stuff, and I can't buy every single armor set. I don't have enough coin. I mean, that's exactly why they didn't want that in there. So right now, you're like, oh, there's an armor set here. There's an armor set there. If you've been playing and grinding and you finish the story, you have enough for probably one or two of the armor sets that we put in front of you. So no one can make that criticism. I think that's part of what happened. Because you would have gone into the forge, seen nine armor sets priced at like fifty to 60,000 coin apiece, people would have done the math and been like, it's going to take way too long to get every single one. So, Abba Spartan. I know that this is speculation, but do you think that the nerf to drops to Masterwork and Legendary Gear was because uh, to fix the Loot Cave exploit in Anthem? Sort of like the knee-jerk reaction was too much? Well, right, like Heart of Rage is, is, is you can't get into Heart of Rage right now because people were cheesing that. So maybe, I mean, anytime generosity is too high, I think they hit the panic button. Like, oh, frick, you know, slow it down the problem is here i'll tell you what happened okay i think they were a little shell-shocked about the people that were running grandmaster 3 and just chess farming right those people that were exploiting and then also some of those people were then you know heard saying yeah there's not much of an end game there's not much of a, of a loot of a loot pursuit freaking eye roll uh they were like i think they were shell-shocked from that so the minute they smelled like, oh no, it's happening again. People are getting loot too fast. I think they just hit the panic button. They're like, dude, we cannot have this happen again. That that whole entire day of people cheesing that, that can't happen again. And they were like, hit, the, hit, hit it. And they hit the panic button. And in the aftermath, people are like, yeah, you really need to be more generous though. Like this isn't working as far as incentive and, and player motivation. Vicious Spell. Do you believe the problem with Strongholds being recycled missions? Should they have made them something different? If I'm wrong in the recycling part, just skip this. Uh, I think this is something that people say about Destiny all the time, and I think it's because people don't understand that that's how these games work. They create containers and content and satisfying loops, and then you rerun them. 
I literally saw a guy on Reddit that was like, I can't wait for people to realize there's only two strongholds because the heart of rage isn't a stronghold. It's just a story mission. Like, I almost... That's like almost migraine-inducing. It it is a stronghold. They decided to have that be the pinnacle game-ending activity is you go into a stronghold to finish the story but people flip the universe upside down and look through the wrong end of the telescope and they see everything small and they're like huh there's only two strongholds heart of rage is just a recycled story mission like that's basically what these games do they make missions they make structures and containers and then you replay them you're going that's why this is an empty criticism you're going to do that in the division you're going to go and replay a mission and you're going to up you're going to up the difficulty. That's what you do in those games. That's just it. You do it in Diablo. It's always the way. If your audio and video is out of sync, just refresh. It's a common problem in browsers right now. It's not me. Um, Basser, do you think Epic loots should rise let, uh, raise the level like 43 and then bring life to Anthem this way instant deleting of epic uh, goes away and loot gets more diversity a god roll epic should uh, con- contest with the masterwork no Compl- no uh uh-uh. uh no because masterworks have those unique abilities on them that's why they're called masterworks like they're 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 a more pinnacle version of the gear you're creating like a new loot structure like no Absolutely not. Now, now, I kind of agree with you, though. And here's why. I think maybe what they should have done is limited just how strong inscriptions could be on epics, but epics could have rolled with some of those really cool masterwork abilities. So, like, you... Oh, look at this. Oh, this ability's really cool. It says masterwork ability. Why is it on this? Because that's what the masterwork's gonna roll with. They probably didn't want to do that, though, because that would be confusing. But I kind of agree with you. I think Epic should have been more of a stepping stone into really fun, strong builds. Because I think a lot of people got to Purple Gear, and they're like, this is barely any different than Blue. This game sucks. And they just had to go one step further in the loot pursuit. It's like getting a bunch of Blues in Destiny and being like, this gear sucks. Like, they didn't go far enough, right? God roll Epics are better than some Masterworks. Gear score means nothing. I mean, yes and no, though, Exodus, because Masterworks come with that really, really nice ability. So you get that extra ability that's like, if you hit somebody, you get your charge back. If you hit, you know, I get 700% ult charge on my frag grenade. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to get that on a, on an epic. You're not. So, like, even if it's a god roll, eventually you're going to start to feel that pain of, like, I really want the Masterwork ability because the Masterwork ability creates a clear difference in how it works. Oh, he's talking about components. Well, yeah, and here it just says epic loot. I didn't realize he was talking about components. Yeah, yeah, definitely in components, that's true. But even then, some of the components have abilities. Uh, Fastback, do you think we'll ever get a change camera option to watch your teammates when I'm down? Maybe. You need to be able to crawl when you're down, though. Trode, if you are to make changes to the loot drops, what changes would you make? I already outlined this numerous times today. Make it super rewarding so you can min-max, and then cap the inscriptions according to difficulty level, so the doorway is there for lower level players to get the dope gear and the dope loadouts, but the higher level inscriptions and min-maxing starts happening for the hardcore players and the harder difficulties. Everybody's feeling satisfied and equipped and, and, and empowered to feel strong and awesome, but uh, it's, not, it's not a matter of getting the best gear from just running free play over and over again. 
uh, Yangutan. As a solution to the matchmaking free play and uh, and finding uh, people grouped up and synergizing for higher difficulties um, with zero audio, could a HUD be altered so the names show on the left even from matchmaking with the addition of an in-order primer debt symbols on their loadouts. Yeah, I've consistently said my idea for this is that there should be like a loading bay. Once it matchmakes you, it has everybody land on the loading bay. Kind of like the end game screen. You're on the, like you're on a screen where you can see everybody and it shows everybody's loadouts. And then that's where you need to talk. They also need to take it off of push to talk. It's on push to talk by default and I think that's confusing people and they think, oh, I can't hear anybody. It's on... Voice over IP is on, but you, oh, it's push talk, so a lot of people don't know that. Um, so, and then you could say, hey man, you're running double primer, I'm running double primer, why don't one of us switch? And somebody might be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, well, this is how this and this and this and this works, and this is what these symbols mean. And then once people kind of catch wind of like how it all works, that's when people will start saying, like, oh, I'm gonna run double debt, you run double prime, stuff like that. You can have more synergistic teams. Uh, Matteo Blobber. Do looters need visual progression to help players see progression throughout the grind process? The missing the missing armor sets is a problem for that reason. There need to be armor sets for running strongholds at the very least. So somebody that's been really, really grinding uh, Heart of Rage or you know Temple of Scar, you could at least have that sense of progression of like, look how awesome I look, right? Like, I run the Legion of Dawn stuff and I look awesome, but I really wanted something. There should have been an armor set for level 30. There should have been an armor set for, personally, I think there should have been an armor set for every time you hit a different level. Like, once you hit epic level on your, uh, on your, your javelin, like, once I hit epic on my, uh, on my, uh, ranger, he should have gotten a, an armor set for that. To, to, to be, to like, kind of, like, signify, hey, congrats, you, you know, you got it, you got, uh, a mass, now your masterwork, etc. I think, that, I think they definitely should have done that. Because people are like, oh, there's only nine. Well, yeah, but if all you needed was like what two of them, or maybe three, one for one for epic, one for one for masterwork, and then one for legendary. And obviously the legendary ones, we don't even need to see those yet. Like that's way out in the future. Um, so you know they could do something like that. I I just think you clearly want to have those distinctions in the game, and that's one of the things where the cosmetics are falling short right now. Because it's like, well, you know. I'm a I'm a masterwork I'm a I'm a masterwork uh, ranger, but you can't really tell by looking at me. I mean, you can tell by when you look at the card, you know, you look at my nameplate, but you can't tell when you look at my character. I there there should be like a because when you look at your little symbol and it changes to orange and it gets like the little wings, you're like, ooh, that's pretty cool. But I would love to see like visual changes on my on my character. Um. Next question. Pro Canadian Gaming. Should I do strongholds before finishing the story? Uh, and they have more and more than one chest. Do they have more than one chest? Yeah, they have chests at each section. Uh, play the game however you want, man. I, there's no right or wrong way to play. I would encourage you to do the side missions and stuff um, that are in that are in the uh, when you're going through the mission flows because I think the side missions are actually really really good. Um, I think they're really really satisfying and fun. Uh, Adzam, have you said anything about more different abilities for each javelin? No, they've not said anything about that. I mean, they basically indicated that they they, they, they would consider doing stuff with, um, 
you know, new new ults and stuff, but they've not given a definitive timeline. Razor, uh, what do you think about implementing a Halo-style skull system when replayable missions come back to add difficulty modifiers, increased chance of better rewards? That's what we've been talking about all day. Yes, Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3 should be exactly that. They're supposed to be, they just currently aren't really doing that. Robber85, do you think uh, it was right to hit 494 on the third day, gear score-wise in Anthem? If you're playing hardcore, it's not about the day, it's about the, the number of hours. So don't use, don't look at the day. How many hours? Oh, and by the way, did you cheese an exploit? Because if you cheese an exploit, I don't really care how fast you got anywhere in the game. You're irrelevant in the in the grand scheme of pacing because you cheated. Uh, Starwind. Uh, while the combat and gearing system for Anthem does seem better than, say, Destiny, at least in my gaming group, the end goal of gear grind is to get up to par to be able to do the more challenging, mechanically complex stuff. Right, that's why I said you gear up to go up and that's not happening right now what kept everyone in my group aside from me was picking up Anthem is that there didn't appear to be any of the content at the end do you think some of the things on the roadmap will fill that void well and they need to talk to us today about the loot because that's exactly what we've been talking about all day yes you need to be able to do gear up to go up gear up to go up and that's just not happening Elite is a Texan why are people saying 6 years Uh, where do they get that I don't know where they're getting it I don't know it's just something people are saying I don't know where that came from Alweezy uh, playing on PS4, uh, as uh, as reported, PS4 Pro is reported by a good amount of people. The game has crashed not just the game, but a few people's PS4s, including my own and my friends. Uh, I want to keep playing, but some of these bugs are getting out of hand and outright worrying. I know you're a PC guy, but what do you think about that? And a smaller note of health uh, bug. Smaller note, the health bug that made the game most... Uh, that made the most content outside of hard unplayable for what seems like a majority of the console players... Thank you for writing a book. I mean, of course, I think glitches and bugs need fixed. I mean, you're asking me if they if they should fix problems. Yeah, yeah, yes. I played for 30 minutes on an old Xbox One, and I had zero problems. So I, I don't know. I, it, if people are having their PlayStations get wrecked by this game, I don't know if... I don't know how common that is. I don't know how normative that is. Um... Somebody said I fixed the crashing on PS4 by turning off chromatic field of view and motion blur. So you could try that and see if that helps. I don't know what to tell you. Fixing crashes is a must. This isn't really like a a, a question worthy of asking because yes is the basic and sort of assumed answer. Milo, could there be validity uh, to reviewers feeling the need to review a game based on the instant outrage praise due to potential threats as well as monetary reasons, such as when uh, Breath of the Wild reviewer gave it a 70 and received death threats? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, again, I don't want to get into too much speculation. I just think that the people that the, the common theme was the people that jumped uh, down the throat of the game about micros and used misinformation and they knowingly used misinformation to clickbait and get views are the same people saying the story isn't that good and the end game and the loot's not good. And when you actually analyze what they're saying, a lot of what they're saying is inaccurate. So that theme and that thread to me is just probably rushed content. Like they're rushing to make videos. Marky Mark. Do you think that more live service loot grind games should take notes from World of Warcraft? I feel their loot system kept people grinding to the fun and higher tiers. I've been saying, I'm not familiar with World of Warcraft, but I've been saying all day that Division 1's generosity and Diablo 3's generosity is what should be inspiring the endgame of this game. Doesn't matchmaking in Strongholds prove it just works just fine if you put matchmaking in Nightfalls? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, I would say yes. So, 
Um, I yeah, I uh, I don't want to make too many comparisons to Destiny, but I could definitely see that being the case that somebody could make that if you can go into a Grandmaster One Stronghold match made and it's a combo based cooperative based game, you could probably do the exact same thing with Nightfalls. Uh, unheard. I think partial reason for the outrage of loot is that there's no separate activity to work towards. We haven't been accustomed to leveling to separate endgame, and the lack of one is triggering for some people. Do you think separate strongholds at Grandmaster 3 would have been enough? I think waiting to launch Grandmaster 2 and 3 is what they should have done. I think that would have been clear on the horizon aspirational content, and it wasn't ready. There's no loot incentive. They were going to lock Grandmaster 2 and 3. That's what they should have done. That's your aspirational on the horizon content. There'll be loot and incentive to run it. Get as strong as you can. Get ready. Uh, Raising Gan 95. How do you feel about the roadmap that Bioware sent out? Should it be released sooner so people don't lose interest? I think it's fine. I think hardcore players are not representative of the majority. Kaz211112. Hey, Lono. uh, Another great stream today. In your opinion, do you think a lot of the bugs and fixes would have been caught if testing... Or is it down to the masses of gaming community with fresh eyes? I think sometimes it just has to be dropped and all the different builds and all the different computers and all the different consoles and all the different internet connections has to land on the game. Um, internal testing, I think, can only do so much. Kappa uh, Merc. Do you think it would be beneficial if they allowed us to replay completed missions? Yes, and that's coming. Sparkles. Do you feel it's too easy or quick to reach endgame? AKA main story feels really short uh, and side quests are mostly similar. Uh, disagree. I think a loot-based grinding live service game with a 20 to 30 hour campaign, depending on how exhaustive you play it, is a, a plenty decently sized campaign. You will play Tomb Raider, Spider-Man, or any most action adventure games and get about 20 to 30 hours and then you're done. So, uh, Hypex Given. Should armor and looks be used to show power or just customization? We touched on this already. I think there should be a sense of progression in the game, and I think there should have been armor sets every time you let your javelin go from, like, uh, whenever you go into epic and you're purple, like, it says you're an epic ranger, you should have got an armor set for that. I agree. There should have been a sense of progression from the look of the armor. Trip Hazard. What would you love to be added to additional endgame content, although that we don't know exactly what will be included in Cataclysm, would you see something a lot bigger or not? Uh, if the Cataclysm is similar to Rifts in Diablo um, I would say that's good enough for me because if it's random and there's cool loot then I'm happy if it's new stuff to do, new stuff to shoot new bosses to kill and there's loot to chase I'm a happy camper. That's all. I mean, that's all I really need to be happy. I don't. I don't need. I'm. 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 I'm easily pleased. I'm like. I'm like easily pleased to a certain extent. You give me loot to chase and builds to chase, and I'm. I'm good to go. You. You know. I'm. I don't need. I don't need to constantly have the the game change like a like it's in a whirlwind of content. But I think randomization is probably key. Um, it's probably key to really really keep in the game lively so that you feel that sense of this this is this is worth my time because it's 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 always kind of fresh and there's always something kind of new going on and that's what I think cataclysms need to be I think they need to be uh, like riffs in Diablo um, reloading again yeah Guys, make sure and say in chat right now, can you tell people to refresh if they don't see me live? Say, can you guys just put that in chat if you can hear me? Refresh if you don't see me live, because I just did it again. Twitch is having serious issues today. Um, Unknow Rick. 
How do you feel about Cataclysm not coming out uh, until May? Um, I think that's fine. Uh, I think it's fine. I think that we don't need stuff like that right away. So, thankfully, it doesn't seem to be affecting that many people because we're not losing tons of viewers. Uh, George says, I feel like you need to have something endgame after you're all geared. Like, D3 had ladders uh, where the gear hunting you did goes into STH. What do you think? I don't know what this... I don't know what this means. Um... I feel like you need to have STH endgame. What does he mean? And then you go into STH. What is that? What is that call? What is he saying? I don't even know this term. I've never heard of this before. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something. I think you need to have something endgame after you're geared. I, I don't know. I, this this is gibberish. Uh, Trode, do you think this is a game that will have constant updates uh, until it just kind of disappears into oblivion? I mean, this is just a silly... Stop asking Sky is Falling questions, guys. Like, they have a plan. They want us to play it for years to come. They have 90 days where they're going to be adding stuff for free. I'm not going to... I'm not going to speculate on this. This is like a passively accusatory question. Do you think the game's just going to slowly die over time and my cat's going to... My cat's going to get run over? Like, I don't... Why should I speculate about that? I don't know. Like, the game just came out. Uh, Pelican. I'm out of the loop due to being a family man. What was the reason why they pushed Cataclysm or however you spell it? Wasn't it supposed to be launched in March? They push it to May? They're more than likely pushing Cataclysm back because they're trying to figure out loot generosity in the Grandmaster levels. You know? Like, they don't know how they want those to play out. Uh, Ali Alman. In future, would you like to see additional abilities in each slot, or would you like to see alternative Masterworks with new Masterwork effects? I want to see new abilities, right? I want to see new abilities. I want to see the, the sense of... Oh, I can play totally different now as a ranger. I've been playing this way for, you know, however long. And then you, you get that sense of, you get that sense of like satisfaction and that sense of pursuit again. Uh, I think that could be really, really good. New abilities would be good. I don't, new masterworks on existing abilities. I don't think would be near as exciting. Um, I don't think it would be near as exciting. Evo. A while back ago, I think you said your gear score doesn't matter, but the different Grandmaster levels require different scores. I feel like when I was 400, I wasn't doing damage like now at 460. Uh, would you say the same thing? Well, more than likely, it's because of your uh, your components. Typically, once you're getting higher gear score, you're, you're, you're wearing a bunch of mod components that are raising your health and armor significantly. Like, once, you, once your gear score goes up, right in line with that is the fact that you're also having your health and your armor go up as well. So that's why. Yeah, it froze again on my mobile. It's getting worse, apparently. It's getting worse, apparently. Uh, Ahura Mazda. Do you think Bioware should do more Grandmaster difficulties beyond percentage increases for boss, maybe changing the way bosses interact with players? That'd be cool, but for now, I'm just going to keep saying just turn the dial of generosity up the higher the difficulty goes. Just keep it simple for now. Am I wrong, or do I remember you saying that min-maxing games aren't your style? If you happen to say that, how, uh, how did Anthem make it your style? I didn't like Division. Division was my first exposure to a min-maxing game, and I didn't like it. Um, because I didn't find the gameplay loop that satisfying. So this gameplay loop is far different. Like, the cover-based constant hiding in Division just burned me out. I I didn't like it as a streamer, either. It was just like, I don't know. It, it, It just felt like we were just basically 
constantly sitting behind walls and I thought there could I think there was just much better ways um, to engage in the combat I've consistently said that I think the ability should just be far more present in division um, to empower the player to do more um, so but that's why in this game I'm okay to min max because I think the combat loop is just like super satisfying especially once you get into the masterwork grind uh, star player. The loot chase is chasing. Uh, the loot chase is chasing blueprints. Just make some weapons harder to get. I don't mind grinding a day or two if it gets me some loot. Uh, a lot of people don't have or whatever. Not a question. I'm not even going to acknowledge non-questions anymore. Like, quit submitting statements. It's just not what we're doing. It's called Q and A, question and answer. Not you just talk and I respond. That's not the same. I'm power three six nine. Getting one two shotted in hard mode. Is this normal? I saw a thread on Reddit about a health bug. If you have the health bug, the only thing I could encourage you to do is create a new loadout and re equip everything and see if it fixes it. So, see if it fixes it. Uh, Hector Ven- v- Venegas. Hi, Lono. Do you think uh, they will add some kind of set item combo like Diablo 3 has? No idea. Uh, Ali Alman. Rather than adding new bosses to existing strongholds, would a random stronghold option which offers greater reward? I saw this idea on Reddit and I love it. Like, you just click, throw me in a random stronghold and you get like a luck, you get like a luck factor. That could be cool too. The CB's knees. Uh, sorry if this is a repeat just tuning in, but did Bioware uh, could take a page out of Diablo 3's book in terms of the torrent, uh, torment system? The the loot system has been been talked about by a guy from Diablo, Travis Day, and a lot of what they do in Diablo I think needs put into this game. Steve Murphy, uh, when do I start getting better than green? I don't know the exact time that you do. Just keep playing. Clint Clinto Zinar, uh, what do you think about having specific stronghold loot? People don't like the idea. At the very least, I think specific cosmetics, so you could have like a whole armor set inspired by each stronghold. We've already dealt with that question multiple times today. Peabody, I think certain pieces of weapons and armor mods to only drop in Grandmaster Three, something like a Thunderlord and WoW. Just had this question. People don't like the idea. They want to be able to get the loot anywhere. I think the higher the difficulty, the higher the inscription uh, percentages and influences on your min max is the way to do it. And also turn the generosity knob up. Do you think information of that supposed loot update is? Uh, when is it hitting? No idea. We're all waiting. Uh, Ed Ma- Ma- Maki. Do you think the big thing that people aren't considering is also the grind for gear and components that are good for group builds and, uh, and making builds with their group rather than just focusing on individual builds? That's another aspect of it, sure. But since it's a matchmaking game, I don't want to encourage people to like feel like there's this huge value in, in, in doing builds with their friends. I mean, doing really strong builds for yourself should just sort of uh, de facto make you stronger with your friends. Like, that's just kind of how it should work. I mean, I don't I don't generally think you're going to be building your build that much different um, if you're if you're playing with your friends or playing by yourself. Most of your builds are probably going to be basically the same and you know, maybe, maybe minor differences with your builds. But again, what you're getting at is that there are there are so many different ways to play each class that I think people are missing that aspect of the loot grind. And again, a lot of this stems from just ignorance. People didn't play long enough. I think they jumped ship too early. The idea to lock people out of Grandmaster 2 and 3 until gear score is reached while making the gear as harder difficulty stronger and stronger, putting the lock in would help uh, with the exploits as well as making each harder. Right, like, again, I don't, they just, the, Grandmaster 2 and 3 were not ready. They were not ready for prime time. Um, 
And I think that's just, that's that's clear as day. And they needed to do other things with them. Uh, it seems like many of the critics have given the game between a 50 and a 65% favorable score. Do you think some places that have reviewed the game or just jumping into the Let's Trash Anthem bandwagon, or do you think the game is, is deserves a low of a score? I get the bugs and loading screen, but it's not like Anthem has more issues than any other big release. Well, that's the thing, is I think Affinity makes people more forgiving. Affinity makes people far more forgiving. So a lot of the times people will be like, well, you know, they'll overlook stuff because they're having fun. And I think, as I said, people checked out. They were like, I wanted a Mass Effect style story with Mass Effect style dialogue. I didn't get that. So they don't judge the story on its own merits. They just, they don't even really engage with it properly. They don't want to talk with people in the tower, etc. And so I don't necessarily think they're jumping on the Let's Trash Anthem. I just don't think people engage with the game as it is. I think they engage with it as they thought it should be. And then that just led to tons of negativity and misrepresenting the product in their videos. Um, What do you think of the Angry Joe discussion on YouTube? Did you watch it? I got 15 minutes in and after he said and the guys said five things that were 100% inaccurate, I shut it off. I couldn't watch it. Saying there aren't elemental weapons, false. Saying that these are the only, these will probably be the only uh, armor sets, and these will probably be behind a paywall, false. Saying that uh, the combat's really hard because the enemies appear out of thin air, false. Not true. Um, and they're also showing the guy in the combat to prove it by standing on the ground uh, and playing the game like Division, like just standing there doing, you know, uh, you're just like standing there covering. Um, saying the loot and saying the grind isn't there just not true there's so many different abilities and grinds that are really really strong um i there were so many statements that just misrepresented it praising uh when they said the end game launch of destiny and division was better i almost just laughed out loud division's first dlc the incursion was broken and exploited and crap uh, the raids launching one week after Destiny's DLCs has always been a point of concern and controversy because people basically rush through the content in one week. So the DLC gets abused, mistreated, and exploited so people can speed level. The, 15 minutes in, and those are all those are all things that were said that are just completely untrue, false, and inaccurate. And I was just like, I'm out. Like I, I can't I can't take an hour of this. It's just it was it hurt my brain. Uh, Kelchi. I just got into the game last night. I'm at work right now. Could you explain the aura combos? You get an aura bonus only on the interceptor. Anytime the interceptor lands a combo, he gets an aura around him that passively damages and primes the enemies around him, but he cannot combo anybody primed by the aura. He can't do it. Other people can, though. Sino, do you think uh, Anthem has fundamental problems that can't be fixed or solid adjustments be made? Currently, I'm enjoying the combat loot and the loot grind with missing armor pieces and customization. I think it can be fixed. I think it can. And I think that's one of the things that SkillUp said that, that immediately should tip you off, that his review is suspect. At the very beginning of his video, he says, there's too much baked into the crust. None of this stuff can be fixed. How the frick does he know that? Does he work for Bioware? Like, just basically pronouncing the game dead on arrival. These things can't be fixed. They're baked into the crust. No way to know that. Absolutely no way to know that. And when his video is full of misrepresentations of the systems and the combat and how it all intertwines and how it all works and how how good or bad the story is, it's difficult to take you know pronouncements like that serious. But basically saying the game cannot be fixed... Like that pronouncement at the outset of his review to me immediately made me kind of like raise my eyebrow. I'm like, how in the world could you possibly know that these situations and these problems cannot be fixed? Like when they're adjusting loot drop rates, generosity,
activity and exploits within 24 hours of them being discovered. You know? Uh, El Kaz. Should they add more melee weapons for javelins? I don't really care. I think they could, but it's not really important to me. I don't think it's, I don't think melee weapons are necessarily needed. They could change your melee attacks to be primers or detonators, but that's not really a big issue for me. Uh, Hank Spencer Morgan. Do you think the Bioware should remove the tether system transporting you to mission as it gives another loading screen if you can't get in? The loading screens from the tether are like instantaneous though. I, I, like, and no, they can't remove the tether system because there's too many AFK idiots that'll just sit and not help. And there's also people that will just sit there and like get on the phone or get or do whatever and not pay attention to what the frick they're doing and then they, you get stuck or can't get help you need to move forward the team needs to stick together that's how the game works everything's match made you can't throw people into matchmaking and not do something to funnel people together infidel what do you think all of the negative videos and comments have stemmed from we've already talked about this do you think they'll bring new javelins to the game they've said they're going to do that do you think luck percentage should be a perk in this game I think if they up the generosity and they tier the difficulty and reward you accordingly we won't need luck uh, do you think any of the classes need a nut nerf for a buff. I don't know enough yet to say that. They all feel strong with the right builds, but there could be builds that need some love. Not nerfs, but need some buff and some loves, because there may be builds that just override any other possible build on that javelin. Um, Jewel Heist, in your opinion, of the javelins that you've played, which ones perform the best or the worst? I like Colossus and Ranger the best. Storm was feeling pretty saucy. I would say play with what you like the best. Imminent Demise. If the devs continue to be transparent and continue to listen and improve the game, how long do you think this game could survive? I think this game could be far better uh, and far more improved than Division 1. It doesn't have the player base size in the draw of Destiny because it didn't it didn't do what Destiny did. Destiny captured a much larger player base, but I think this game could go for a very very long time and be significantly better than Division 1 was. And Division 1 still did well even though it struggled out of the gate. Uh, Ali Alman, considering how the loot is tailed, uh, tallied at the end and given exp- uh, at the end of a given expedition, do you think all of your drops should be added even if you miss them? Yes, I think they should. I don't understand why you wouldn't give people all their loot at the end. Coogs, so as you're playing endgame ranger, is there any buff to combos or strictly damage? Should there be any buffs to other jamas? Just answer this question. Like, you literally just heard me answer this question and submitted the question anyway. That's kind of weird. You might have been on stream delay, though, so we'll let it slide. But I literally just answered that one. You may have submitted it a while ago. I don't know. But I I just saw that one come through. Do you think Grandmaster 2 and 3 should have a power lock to get in the stronghold? Yeah, we just talked about this. They should have just not been... They should have not launched when the game launched. Just answered this, like, a minute or two ago as well. You might not have been here, though. Apollo... Uh, are there end game concerns you have that have that cannot be fixed within only patches? Things that may be fundamental problems with the game itself? No. Everything I outline can be fixed. Everything I outline can be fixed. Most of it's generosity and tweaks to inscription percentages. That's it. That's all of it. That's that's all I have to do for now. Incentives to go into areas, loot incentives, uh, increased generosity according to difficulty. You know. Trip Hazard. How'd you feel about having a new rarity item like Exquisite added to the game? For example, you get an Exquisite Auto Rifle, it has random inscriptions. You're jumping ahead. We're not there yet. Let them work within the systems they built. Tweak the inscriptions, tweak the reward rates, get us min-max, get us stacked to the rafters with legendary gear, and then start talking about this. You're jumping way ahead with this suggestion. We're not even to a place where we need to consider this yet. Uh, McNinja, can you rank javelins from most popular to least popular? I have no idea. Storm's super popular, so is Colossus. Colossus wasn't popular in the demo because he wasn't spec properly. He's super popular now because he just naturally survives more. 
Um, and I also think Colossus is super popular because most people are playing boots on the ground. The game doesn't really teach you about agility and staying in the air and hovering and all that. They don't do a good job of showing you, like, the storm should stay in the air for a really long time, and the, the ranger is super agile, and you should be dodging a lot and priming with your sword. They don't teach you any of that. So I think a lot of people are just going with what feels natural, and staying on the ground with Colossus, I think, is just fitting a lot of people's sentimentality. Locrium. Do you know how luck works? It increases the drop rate of higher rarity items, but again, I think that you just rely on generosity of the difficulty so you don't feel the need to have luck. Ipax. Do you think there should be more uh, armor or vanity items in the game? Yes. Uh, is there a way to remove the banner that tells you to catch up to the team? It blocks your HUD. It needs to be smaller. Yeah, it needs to be somewhere else. 100%. There's no way to remove that in the game, though. Bowers. I hope this hasn't been answered before. Do you think once you reach a certain power level, items below, such as whites and greens, should auto-break down? Give me the option to do it. Yes. It should tell you at the end, here's how many you got. We auto-dismantle them. Here's how many resources you have. Exactly. Uh, is there disappointment uh, knowing that legendaries are just masterworks and are not unique? We've talked about this already. They should have more unique properties or more strength and or just more inscriptions to make them stand out more. To switch to glitch. Not sure if this got answered, but do you think this should add on to the story missions? They're going to. This has already been answered by Bioware. There's more story coming, and you'll be able to replay all the story missions on a harder difficulty. Um, so... And then last questions. Why don't they teach you the function of each javelin? No idea. The lack of a tutorial on combos and the lack of a tutorial for each javelin is a glaring vacancy in the game that is shortchanging the enjoyment for people that play in the early stages. And I think it makes it difficult for people to transition from early game to end game with this hope of how it's going to feel. And I think that's largely coming from and stemming from an absence of combo tutorial and javelin tutorials. Right? So... Guys, we can keep discussing it. I'm not shutting the stream down, okay? If you get a black screen every once in a while or whatever, or it says the screen is the stream is down, it's not down. Just refresh. And if you're here live, don't go anywhere. If you're here live and you've enjoyed this segment, you've enjoyed this radio-style interactive segment of the cast, be sure to click the follow button. That is the little heart button. That enables you to not miss out on my streams. That way you're here uh, and can join in. So click that little follow button. That's a free and easy way to support my content. If you're listening in the other locations, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage usually when these videos go live, I am live, so come on in and join in the discussion as with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content, please like, share, and subscribe